You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe Podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. What he thinks about like Oprah's world and his world. Everything that this guy has done, he's gargantuan mind complete fucking intellect and he can't relate and he's sitting here talking to this fucking nerf ball of person that i think the most annoying thing about a, a the bio movies is when the person is recently deceased and then they're like canonized all of a sudden Boy. so i got the flu shot last year i was one of those people for a minute because i got the flu shot in 2007 and then i got real sick and i blamed it on the flu shot but i was just probably a loser and that's all it was and scott so no, I, I'm not concerned. If I was a, a glistening Caucasian uh, Christ that everyone looked up to, I would say, my disciples get the vaccine. It is all right. All right, well, welcome into the Is It Safe podcast. I'm Michael Govier, along with my three hosts, Luke, Scott, and Matt. We are here talking about stuff, because that's what we do on every show. Of course, you can email the show, isitsafepod at gmail.com. And I'm looking at our inbox right now, and man, we've got a lot of emails to get to today. I'm really surprised. Uh, Gmail <laughs> wants us to set up to sync our contacts. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this this Gmail person keeps emailing us. Yeah. <laughs> That was a lot. Let's go to. We should go to the lie. phone lines first. Actually, <laughs> yeah, they're they're lighting up. Oh yeah, you know, if people want to call the show, although we don't do it live, but if we tell people, we can take phone calls. I took a phone call on my fantasy baseball show two weeks ago. It was really cool. This guy called in live, and we put him through. So, I'm, well, we can do were, you, were you doing a YouTube live or something? Is that? Oh um, well, yeah, we stream it, and you know, we, we were live streaming and recording and. I put the phone. I put my phone. You know my phone number: seven three four four eight nine three two two four three two two four. So somebody called up, and yeah, I got the Bluetooth connection, so it just goes right to the board. So people definitely, if we ever want to have a guest on like that, we could also do that. These are show meeting thoughts, I guess. But at any rate, uh, yeah, COVID spikes are up. Uh, people are paranoid, I guess. Although I haven't, I haven't heard anyone complain. About I think that. no one cares. That's that's the reason the COVID spikes are up. People are just out doing it. Spending those <laughs> stimulus checks go at the bar. Mm-hmm. Life is good. It was oh. good. Yeah. This, this was yeah. like, this is kind of inevitable, isn't it? That's it's just too much time. I, I think I mean well, how yeah, long but... how long can this go on with you know X percentage of the population just staying home? This Maybe is just nice like weather. how it was gonna end. It was gonna, or it was gonna like restart or end based on you know, the ability to keep 100% of the people home. The great paradox of COVID is that success looks like failure. Success means no cases or lower cases, which which to most people this means let's open it back up, when in reality it means like, eh, maybe we should keep it low. But <laughs> so, so you, 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 you achieve something, we get down to like, you know, less than a thousand cases a day in Michigan. And everything opens back up, and what do you know? We're back at like eight thousand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to blame young people. That seems like a pretty fair entry point. I mean, I go through, you know, like Ferndale. I mean, literally one of the most liberal small towns in America. Maybe if we were to like tighten those numbers in, it's just uh, you know a bunch of young people out 
having a social orgy like it's Cancun 1999. And I think that that's part <laughs> of the problem. Senior frogs? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some of that Mexican pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's just hipster. Well, we need to cut, we need to cut that pussy. clip and make it a drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I stole that from David Cross, oh. but... Uh, that's from his uh, stand-up bit. He's talking about George Bush down at Senior Frogs. Yeah. <laughs> I got to check talks. that out. I, I've, I wonder what's going on with Cross because you know Odenkirk's in an action movie now. Yeah, you see, like, not even what a the comedy. Fuck is this? I, this I is definitely want to yeah. see it. I Hell yes. See it. He's taking the Liam Neeson approach. I read an article that literally talked about that, like it being in the twilight of your career, but being like a guy who's you know just got like a normal body and you know like a normal face <laughs> somehow like turning that into an action star that's like the ultimate career revival who the hell are you <laughs> we came to wreck everything and ruin your <laughs> life yeah that's what mr nobody's gonna do or it's not even mr nobody that was a jerry Leto movie it's just nobody sorry yeah i never saw <laughs> mr, mr. Nobody. nobody i actually wanted to see mr nobody i saw jared leto in the uh, snyder cut though i did watch that i feel like I jared leto is turning into Spirit animal of this podcast. Like, did you make spoiler it through? alert. <laughs> I made it all. I made it through all four hours and two minutes of the Snyder Cut. I really did. And I got to tell you, I was surprised how excited I was for it because I was like, Jesus Christ, it sounds like a long time to watch. It is a long time to commit to something, regardless. But I, I never wavered. I was really into it, and I don't know why. I don't have a good answer for that because I didn't. <laughs> I mean, the Justice League is not like some big part of my life. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I guess maybe the passion, I maybe I like the crowd movement, like the the crowding, crowdsourcing. The like hype. They made it happen. They made it happen. I kind of maybe I like that. I, I guess I kind of like the fact that people just got so up in the movie studios world that they finally submitted and they made it happen. I kind of like that. I guess I don't. I don't actually like it either. If I was an artist, I might feel worried about that kind of power at the same time. But part of me likes it. I guess. I didn't really think about that, but that is, that's exactly how I feel. I'd be like, mm, I don't want to, there's too much riding on this now. I was totally happy putting out my bullshit uh, theatrical version. I could blame it on all the other executives, but uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's too much. That dude's got balls, man. I, I got to say, I respect that. Uh, there's some level that I totally respect that. He also, I don't know. I'm with you on that, Mike. I, I definitely knew I didn't want to watch it or I thought, or, Maybe it's like I already know it's a bad movie. We saw it before, right? I didn't really like anything about it. Not the Snyder parts or the the Josh parts. But the Whedon? Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's actually quite apropos. That has, a, has never been more apropos. <laughs> the Snyder cut and Josh Whedon, yeah. He has a he has totally... A I don't, he, he's an auteur. You can't argue that at all. And there's there's something comforting about watching his movies. True or false? I, there's other, more other than, than five like minutes. True or false? There's more than five minutes of slow mo in the Snyder Cut. True. That's got to be f- true. True for sure. <laughs> yeah. God, that's got to be like forty five to forty five minutes, like an hour, hour and a half. Did anybody like the Watchmen that he did? The Watchmen movie it. version. Uh, I liked the series. That's not him, though. No. The movie, okay. 2009. Alan I didn't see it. Something. I like the comic book and I like the series. Hmm. Was the movie I like good? The series too. 
So the movie is very similar to the response to that is very similar to any of the well anything Zack Snyder. He just got he's got like ravenous fans, totally committed, super loyal fans. I mean, there's a reason he did kind of he did kind of alter the way those types of movies were going to look forever. And you know, it's I thought that movie was was bad, but probably for ways in which Zack Snyder has like nothing to do with that. He doesn't write the scripts, you know, so I'm not going to blame him for that. Um, and visually, you get those cool panels, you know, you get these really cool compositions, and those are legitimately awesome. So fun to look at, Watchmen, but I don't know. I I didn't connect with the story, and I didn't read the graphic novel. That could be a big part of it. Definitely a, a classic. Definitely worth your time. I'm not a graphic novel person either, but uh, I actually did. You, Jay Scott, did you see Watchmen? No, uh, Jay Scott's mowing on food here. He, I feel like you have I something would, you want to say, and then still got some. Oh, I'm the guy. Chickens. I am. I need. I need the Lord. I, I am guy that literally hates all of this shit. Like, I don't. I don't. Am I on record? I don't want to watch any Marvel, any DC. <laughs> Any well, Lord of the one. Rings, any fucking Star Wars, uh-huh. any um, I, I'm out, dude. It's way. It what about any of the Batman's? Any of the Batman's? I mean, like the OG, maybe. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, dude. I'm 38. I Dark Knight. No, no Dark Knight. Boy, <laughs> like, when I was 10. like, dude. To me, it's like literally. It's like it's like, it's new like 10, man. playing with action figures or some shit. Like, it's like wrestling. Like old ass dudes that watch wrestling. It, I it's. <laughs> To me, it's the same shit. It's like, oh yeah, that that's sweet to it. And then one day, I blew out twelve candles on my birthday cake. And then I, <laughs> so, <laughs> have you I seen? I, I like to like Sin City was okay when I was roasted. Uh, I didn't watch the. Oh, I didn't that watch is the Washington. appropriate condition. Um, I don't know, dude. It, they don't. It doesn't. It doesn't hit me. I, I need. I need guidance. I'm willing to dabble with it, but it's it's like getting in the fucking. Frank Zappa or some shit, knowing that you don't you, you like wanna, Frank Zappa, and so come being, over and play everyone Magic being the like, this weekend, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like my I, I no have, way. I have a better chance of you know, like reaching my own dick with my mouth and getting that <laughs> Magic together. Big deal, whatever. Accidents happen, right? I don't know, wow. man. I, I I think that's the cut I, for the I love, intro, by the way. I seen them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love listening to three men who have a combined age of like 120 talk about children's <laughs> movies. But uh, you know, <laughs> you got no imagination, you fucking old man. No, 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 literally, I, I'm terrible. I'm fucking terrible. I'm like, I want to watch a John Cassavetes movie, and anything on the far end of that spectrum is like, I don't know. I, I can go. I can do half the spectrum. I'm closed minded. When it comes to like sci-fi, fantasy, oh, it's ruined movies too. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, I, I'm actually I mean, sick of I, special effects. I'm sick of it, dude. The it's CGI shit—it's yeah. like a video game, man. I'm fucking—I don't know. I—we all grew up on ape and Nintendo. Now, like when Nintendo America, 64 Jack. came out, it was like, whoa. And now everything <laughs> just looks like Avatar. And I'm sorry, man. When gr- when grown ass men are like flying and. I can't. Okay, here's what it is. Let's 
I'm going to stop <laughs> ranting. I can't suspend disbelief. I just yeah. can't fucking do it. That's and my maybe Jaws that's my fault. Like when Superman takes off, you're like, I don't buy it. Yeah, no, I'm just like, nope. I'm waiting for that's. I like the Joker. I mean, <laughs> you like okay. Joker was awesome. I liked. I like yeah. Joaquin. I, I mean, I love Joaquin, and that's obviously. But it's not really a, like a superhero. The most movie. atypical superhero movie ever. It's not a. That's yeah. where the it's, big fuck star rolling. It's a different in. movie. It's not a, really a movie about. Okay. Uh, superheroes. Yeah. Luke, remember when the uh, Zelda came out? Zelda: Ocarina of Time. You guys spent the oh, whole man. GameCube on GameCube? No, on uh, <laughs> no, no, 64. Uh, 64. Oh, yeah. Yep. Central Michigan dorm rooms, 1998. It was like October ish. Yep. And you guys were in, I was totally out on that, but you guys were in your, a rare time spent in your dorm room, actually. Like the one time, the one time where <laughs> the whole crowd, because the crowd was wherever the video games were playing, because no one would leave the TV. So if you guys were playing Madden, Actually, that made things pretty seamless too, because you can like talk. When someone's playing Zelda, oh, yeah. they get all they're like super fucking into it, and you can't. Let me have modify that. I have to modify that. Was actually I don't. Not that this matters at all. Very semantic. Sure. It was technically NCAA Game Breaker '98. I, I knew you were going to say that. Man, oh, I knew our, it. <laughs> and we made I our own. It. We made our own BCS formula. It was we. we <laughs> oh man! Nobody went to class. Nobody ever did anything, but we worked on a true formula, me, Rich, and Dave, that we wrote out, and we, we ranked all of our own teams. It was so lame. Algorithm? You no made wonder algorithm. nobody ever got laid. It was awful. <laughs> well, you should have. If that algorithm, if that algorithm no, no, it wasn't. Works, <laughs> you guys would be getting laid like crazy. No, it wasn't like the social <laughs> network where like uh, Eduardo Saverin's writing an algorithm on the window, and they're about to make billions of dollars. No, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't? It was the opposite of that dorm room. Yeah, it wasn't was, exactly like that. It was not. Dude, Trust this me. is the door. This is the dorm room where I swear to God there was cardboard tape, <laughs> duct taped to the windows at some point. Well, the truth is, most of the Four shit in the social in the network afternoon, it was pitch black. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There was darkness, and there was a giant bag of weed in Ron's dresser. Yeah, it's awesome. We had good times. Well, the truth Ron is, had a most giant, of the giant, giant, uh, lot of cash too. He, he did because he was selling drugs. That's how you do it, man. Oh yeah, should have been. I was dropping out anyways. I That's the only that. reason he applied to college. I'm guessing he just he was like, yeah, it's yeah, a captive well, market. I, right I got there. in. Yeah, yes. that's exactly yeah. right, guys. Yeah, so you guys would know this type of guy. He was from like northern Michigan, not the UP, but northern lower yeah. peninsula, like uh, Kalkaska. He loves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, you yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, or like Grayling or something like that. Yeah, he loves Snoop Dogg. Like he's so white, but you know he knows the yes. rap of the time. And he's I think I bought weed from this guy. <laughs> you definitely did. Yeah. You definitely <laughs> Me too. Yeah. This is such a, a crock of shit. Oh yeah, he was a real character. I wish I've tried, I've tried really hard to find him on all the social media sites over the years because I know all these names and I try to look these Are you people checking up. Checking correctional facilities. No, Ooh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> that's a fun one. It, uh, you ever possible. you ever do that? You ever do the? I forget what it's called. The portal, the Michigan Corrections yeah. Portal. We've oh, had God. friends in jail. Yeah, I looked. Uh, I found our friend. I won't say his name, but yeah, I found a friend once. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's a story. A guy I went to uh, found a grade school once. with. He uh, he was put in prison for some heinous shit, like mm. like child molestation. Mm. And he looks so crazy. I got. I'm gonna find his his uh, picture on on uh, Michigan Department of Corrections and send it to you yeah. guys. In the chat. I gotta find Please the one from we'll my high school. So. We'll post oh. it in the show notes. Could we, uh, 
Can we go back a second? I want to now. I want to go back to the David Cross because I found at least what part of the clip was from. Let's go back in time. Everybody, close your eyes out there. Pretend it's 2002, okay? If you were alive during this time, you're going to easily be able to do this. But just try to go back to that time, right after 9-11. Right after 9-11. Okay. And listen to this. Admit it. The war on terrorism is a fucking joke. You will... You cannot win a war on terrorism. It's like having a war on jealousy, you know? <laughs> you ain't gonna win it, man. That's fucking ridiculous. It's an absurd notion. You're not, I mean, you're not gonna, there's no, at no point in time ever are we gonna go, whew, got them all. Everybody loves us again. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna happen, man. That ain't gonna really happen. All we're the doing Hicks is making more terrorists. Every day we make brand new terrorists all over the world. I never thought about it. You know, because people fucking hate us again. You know, everybody's treating him like, you know, he's really doing this great job. Like, wow, he's real. What a great leader he is. What a wonderful leader. Like, man, those planes hit. He was out there and he bombed that country. Who the fuck wouldn't have bombed the... He's only doing, you know, anybody would have... Nader would have done that. Nader would have fucking bombed (laughs) Afghanistan. (laughs) It's not a big deal. Ralph. I mean, what the fuck did we expect? He's only doing the job that we sort of not really actually didn't elect him to do. I mean, that's not <laughs> cause for celebration. Hey, that was you know? a big deal? Yeah, I can that was a big deal. I mean, I don't come all over the place when the guy at the donut store gets my order right. You know, I'm not going to fucking <laughs> give this guy a motherfucking <laughs> I, I mean, what I did do. we expect he was going to do? The planes were going to hit and he was going to hole up in a Motel 8 with a bottle of Jack just crying in the corner. Going, I don't know what to do. I don't want to be president. I don't know what to do. <laughs> No, that's not that's his what job. I would do. That's the vice president's job, apparently. <laughs> that's, I mean, seriously. I mean, I, you know, we're all treating him like he came in third place in the Special Olympics, you know? <laughs> As a nation, we're like, hey, good job. You're doing a great job there, buddy. Look at you. No more tears. Yes. No tears. Uh-huh. Come on. You did good. You did good. Look, here's a reporter who wants to talk to you, wants to ask you a question. You want to talk to him? Don't ask that question. Do not ask that question. Not for two years do you ask that question. Don't bother. Don't mind but him. But has not got even worse He's now, like, asking questions? Nobody asks questions anymore. That's, like, oh, over. Oh, man. That, it's fucking ridiculous. It's embarrassing. I mean, you know, he's the same fucking moron he was on the 10th, you know? It's not like the planes hit and around the White House taking genius pills or something. Remembering him. Like what re- happened? Oh, my God. Where are the genius pills? <laughs> and we will shine a light of justice on them. And we will smoke those evildoers out of their cave. Oh, fuck. I took the hyperbole pills instead. I took the wrong pills. I took the wrong pills. T- the pills that made me talk like an eighth grader. <laughs> Who put those pills there? What album is this from? And it's so, I mean, that's the thing. Like, everybody's Shut focusing up, you on fucking the war terrorism, baby. which is that much. If you can see that. That's that much of what he does. It's about that much. I'll put it down here. It's about, it's about that much. What's David and, uh, doing? Nobody's from, fucking yeah. paying attention. I don't know what David does anymore. Truly evil shit he's doing and he I saw, with using the war he, he narrated a video for the Ravel Institute. It's like a YouTube channel. I'm not even sure if it's a real institute. I just know it as a YouTube channel. Um, you know, left, left is kind of socialist bent. But he narrated a, a video on, I, I think it's called like, you know, why America is the worst or something. But it's actually very good. And, um, and that was like 
not too long ago. So just kind of odd to see him pop up there. Although I do know that he, I, I think he's like a DSI guy. I'm kind of struck by how much, like I said during the clip, he sounds like Bill Hicks. The delivery is a lot like Bill Hicks in a way. Like, right. And I knew David Cross before I knew Bill Hicks. It's kind of weird because Bill Hicks is, you know, predecessor, but David Cross was my era, you know, like he was. Oh, Bill Hicks died when we were teenagers and he was already dead. And then yeah, David and Cross had Mr. Show, which was a big influence on a lot well, of I'm, us at that age. So. Not to, yeah. not to, not to throw the age card. I'm a little, a little younger than you guys. I'm probably like four years I younger than you guys. Fucking son of a bitch. Four years. God, well, maybe I'm 51. Five. So <laughs> you don't look a day over 48. No, you don't. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's great. I love that. I, I mean, my friend showed me Bill Hicks, uh, you know, when I was maybe 14 or something. So we're talking mid 90s, like, you know, right before shortly before he died. Well, actually, shortly after he died. And uh, that kind of comedy just really resonates with me. Why? You know, it's just, yeah, irreverent. This, you know, playing the faux clutching the pearls person I, I i like that angle in comedy it's uh that's an awesome bit i remember that that record was really good that whole thing uh it's been forever yeah. since yep. i've listened to that david cross album it's a sprawling two-hour affair i gotta, I gotta it is that, it was a double up. cd it's interesting <laughs> to revisit wow. the era too because like you know i, I re recently rewatched the sopranos which is my favorite TV show ever. But that era, you know, like basically I'm the same age as AJ Soprano. So like, <laughs> and, that, and that show takes... Oh, God. Place. I'm so sorry. <laughs> wow, I never thought of it that way. Holy crap. But that show takes place really in my adolescence. It's like it straddles 9-11. 9-11 being the, you know, the crux of the David Cross bit here too. Like world before and after. And, and it's amazing how that is now the distant past. I mean, we are 20 fucking years yeah. down the Careening road. towards a, a, a generation away from that. Isn't that a generation 20 years? That's fucking crazy. I've got a younger brother who was born after 9-11. I mean, it's like, you, you know, he has no idea. Holy shit, that's right. Yeah. Or, well, was he was born... Old. No, he was born... That year? Was it... God. Yeah, he was born that year. That year. After the after 9-11. A couple of months after it, actually. Fuck, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. oh. uh, don't, don't worry. No one was celebrating the attack. Good morning, my neighbors! Hey, well, you. according to uh, our former president, there were people <laughs> cheering. At the, he heard them in New Jersey. Yeah, they were cheering. The uh, that guy probably just hears uh, screaming Arabs. It's, it's, a, it's a bad case of tinnitus, I think. I watched the uh, big short the other day, and... It blew my mind that uh, we're in the era of COVID, and the guy that Ben Rickard played by Brad Pitt, he's so paranoid about everything. And one of the scenes, he's flying in from <laughs> yeah. an airport. He's wearing a mask. Yeah. And he's like saluting yeah. one Asian guy on the other way up the escalator. Oh, that's right. A mask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He rocks the right. he rocks the hand Sanny at one point. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, this is too real now. God damn, this movie's <laughs> even better. Too real now. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was well, already dude, real had, enough. Uh, it was already quite I've real. I've had the 
I've had the the just watershed Ryan Gosling line in my head from that movie for a while because I've recently watched it too. When he's like in the bathroom and the, everything's falling apart, and he's like, "I'm jacked, jacked, I'm jacked to the tits." <laughs> <laughs> we need that. We need that drop. We need well, that I, drop. I actually just freshly downloaded that one, but I haven't cut it. But it is right here. I'm literally looking at it, John. It's funny you mentioned that. It's right here. Jacked to but the tits. To cut it. Uh, yeah, we gotta cut it. Might be Gosling's best line. I used to I'm use kinda, that in my baseball videos I did last summer. I used that. <laughs> Object to the tits. <laughs> I'm kind of a Gosling fan. What can I say? I'm kind of no, into Gosling. Be. He's a solid actor. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, that's not embarrassing. Are you embarrassed? No, no. But we we have a. Well, you I said it in a tone that seems. Yeah, like, Matt's well, Matt just worried we're going to think he's gay. He's well, gay. no, no. Oh, I, I, I'm 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 three quarters hey. at the thought of Ryan Gosling. I mean, no, I, I, I get you, Matt. Though he is one of those actors okay, I didn't that, know that. that seem like re, he requires, you know, like uh, a preface or of some sort. It's kind of strange. He's gonna he have is, a, he's gonna he have a raging forties. He's gonna be a sick actor in his forties, guaranteed. Well, he he's gonna 40s, like, isn't he? No, I don't think so. Well, he might be 40. Yes, he is. Definitely. He was he's, in the Remember the like Titans. A, he's like our, and that was filmed in 99. That was one of his first movies, which sucks. That's too bad. But remember it sucks the that Titans. it was one of his first movies or that movie sucked? Both. Both of those yeah. are true. Yeah. My right, favorite Ryan Gosling. 1980, so he's well, 41. He's 40 yeah. right now. He'll be 41 in November. Good for him. So I, I, I'm, this is the decade of Gosling is what I'm saying. We're, we're entering the His best movie might be... Uh, <laughs> Half George. Nelson. Have you guys seen Half Nelson? Yeah, Half Nelson. That movie that's a rips. Yeah. Bowden. That's a Fleck and Bowden. He, he works right. with Fleck that's and Bowden. Yeah, we talked about this because I was like, what the heck is Fleck and Bowden? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that? Did, did a anyone designer see, shirt line. Did anyone see his Detroit picture? Lost River? No, I, I never fired oh, that one up. I remember so it was a, a mutual here. friend of ours uh, worked on that movie and was kind of like... Uh, he, yes, uh, yeah, I didn't he, know that. He Don't worry, he doesn't listen. Bleep that out. Uh, no. <laughs> genius, genius, genius. Boy, but, were you uh, going to say something negative about Gosling? We love. No, no, no. Well, I was going to. I was actually going to incriminate myself. I have a ah, story there. Um, so, the star of that movie was, or one of the stars besides Gosling, was Matt Smith. Is that you guys know? It was Doctor Who. Mm, yeah, I don't watch yeah, Doctor Who. Yeah, I think I so. Yeah, I definitely like, don't think Scott watches Doctor Who. No, no, it, it, he's famous <laughs> amongst a set of people what? that Scott despises. Um, <laughs> infantile fucking losers who like Doctor Who. Um, yeah, yes. And, and I'm, I agree with that. I, I'm not a Doctor oh, yeah. I've never seen a doc, an episode of Doctor Neither Who. But my, my claim to fame is when, doc, when Matt Smith was in town, I sold him a bag of weed. So nice. Shut the fuck door. <laughs> how, long, how many years ago? How many years ago was it? Uh, this was like during the film incentives, whenever Gosling was in town doing that movie. Peter, you say, so this is the... Fuck you! Looks like you, it was released in 15. You. You're cool. What, what brought you together? You, you just out. were hanging out on set? Uh, my mutual friend uh, was working okay. on the film. And, and so you uh, were at a house party or something? No, well, my, my friend was like... This is the same way I met Quentin. Yeah, I think there's a statute of limitations. I think you're all right. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're, you know, <laughs> well, my friend was like, I need my friend needs a thing, and then I showed up, and it was that guy. And then, holy uh, crap, that's hilarious. Which oh, is the same that way that, same way that, Don't that, be that I met guy. Tarantino because my friend was like, got uh, he was working on a movie with Tarantino's then girlfriend, and Tarantino was in Detroit for the first time in his life, and. 
my friend got to be the fixer for Tarantino and show him around town uh, and was like, hey, Tarantino wants to go to a record store. And I was he called me and I was like at Hello Records. And I was like, oh, bring him here right now. <laughs> so shit. Tarantino came. He bought the entire soundtrack section. I mean, he bought like he's like, oh, man, you guys got electric guide and blue on vinyl. Oh, this is awesome. You know, like uh, so he bought the entire and then I don't Did you guys ever go to Thomas video in the day? Out on yeah, no. uh, John R. It was like the great. It was like Metro Detroit's like best. Yeah, yeah. I think it was John. Is it John R. Or Main Street? But it was no Liberty was video. Yeah, it was no Liberty video. But it was it was it was met, yeah, it was pretty good though. It was pretty good. They were going out of business at the time. Sadly, uh, I bet it was and, no place where Luke worked in New York City. Mm, probably not. I mean, not fair to compare to New York. No, I don't know, man. I'm just ruining this for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> not this. Oh, by the way. So look, my point was Tarantino bought the whole VHS. He bought he bought like three thousand dollars worth of VHS when this uh, yeah. from the going out of business sale. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, that was that's nice uh, that's kind of amazing that it did that because I, you know, that at least he's got a a sense of like conservation, you know, for yeah. that type of stuff, and he probably would. I mean, it's better in his hands than wherever the fuck it was going. When our our video store went out in New York. Like the entire collection was basically boxed up and sold to a different video store that had a, you know, better place to store it. But then there was uh, Mondo Kim's, which is on St. Mark's. That place sold. I mean, I mean, it it was it had the largest like rare videotape and DVD collection ever. I sold them all to somebody in Venice. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be preserved. You know, it's gonna be like in a library so that doesn't decay <clears throat> Do you think a lot gonna, of these videos were not like they were taped off a of cable these movies don't even exist there's a lot of dvds too that are hard to find too like i mean we talked on the previous show about yeah. uh, two lane blacktop you can't get two lane blacktop no you gotta I buy got it from somebody who's charging you like 300 dollars. yeah wait you I'm, got like do you have the criterion i don't know but i have or is it a burned version no it's legit it's a full copy yeah. Is it that's that mine. expensive? My buddy it's has be a mine. copy of it. Do you think, uh, do you think they have money. this movie? Shane. Well, nobody's buying CD or mortgage bonds anymore, and everybody wants swaps. Swaps are now the most popular product on the street. That's good for us. Yes and no. I heard from somebody who heard from somebody. No, Alex. No. Sorry. Benny Klieger over at Morgan is taking out some heavy losses in the bond department. Like Might be time to get our life jacket and get out. I mean, seriously, I feel like I'm financially inside of you or something. Okay. I'm jacked. I'm jacked <laughs> to the tits! <laughs> Good. There it is. Jack to the tits. I'm, fi- I'm financially inside of you or something. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, I think he already kind of blew his load. I think Gosling could be done. I think the best we ever saw of him may never be again. I kind of get the feeling he kind of disappeared recently and wants to no. live a life of like silence. Dude, he's with uh, Evil Mendez. He exactly give him five raising years. your child. Give him, five, give him five. Give him five to seven years to, to <laughs> do whatever the hell he needs. Uh, calm down, and then right, that really, would... really start to miss it, miss the craft, and then come back. No way. I mean, they had to they had to pull Daniel Day Lewis out of like a blacksmithing shop or something, didn't they? <laughs> didn't <laughs> Scorsese? Didn't Scorsese bring him out of retirement, like I a very forceful retirement? Big deal. Whatever accidents happen, right? Yeah. Well. Okay. 
Either we're gonna way, need I'd... we're gonna need some drops also from uh, gangs in New York. Oh. We need some. Uh, we need some Bill, Bill the butcher. butcher. Oh yeah. Well, mm. well, the truth is, I need more than what we can do here. I need to. I need like the German oh, what you need bank. Is, yeah. However, they have a bank of ten thousand sounds. Exactly. Yeah, it can only work. It's a lot of work to only use sixty-four sound pads. I've used them all, but then I got to take them all out and cut them up and do it. It's a lot of work. So, I wish I could just have one stream of. And I just click on it endlessly. When we go, if full you're out Patreon, there, Mark, if you hear the show, help me. Second, we go full Patreon, Mike. We, you you'll get those boards. We're never using Patreon ever. If anything, we just give out our cash tags, our PayPal's, and our Bitcoin QR codes. No, why would we not use Patreon? Oh, because that way we want all the money. We don't want Patreon to do that for us. We want all the money. What's no going on with Bitcoin right now? By the way, they will give you money. I've literally been given donations on Plaza Podcast. I just put Don- out my yeah donations. Come on. Hey, what's the greatest nation in the world? Donation. Donation. There you go. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, I'm dumb. Uh. Mike, what's going on with Bitcoin? Oh, well, you know, it's the same old thing. It just goes up and down. I should be selling like every month and then buying back in. I could be making the same $5,000 over and over again, except I'm just stuck in the cycle of it being worth $58,000. Goes down to $50,000. <laughs> goes back up to fifty eight. Goes back down to fifty. I should be selling every time and getting back in, and I could repetitively make the same money over and over again but i don't know i'm scared i don't want to let go well until it goes until it goes down and then down and then i you know so do you said fifty eight thousand yeah is today it, it's worth fifty eight thousand dollars what is going on what this was yeah. 25 dude this is crazy this was twenty five thousand, like two months ago right or a month ago yes i bought it at eleven thousand like four months ago so this yeah, is but it goes, this is nuts. Why is it so high? Has it ever done this before? Does this seem odd, or this is, is this how it 58. works? It's been going from fifty to fifty-eight over the last six weeks. It just keeps getting stuck. Dude, but in I'm, that ta- I'm literally talking six weeks. Go six yeah. months ago or four months ago, eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a five hundred percent increase. That's correct. Since that you bought true. in 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 that amount of time, four months is a very short amount of time for something like the market. It might yeah. be five I don't, months. I don't really I know how this applies. The exact day I bought it. You, yeah, it whatever, four, four months. months, six months, five years even for yeah. something to increase in value, especially a currency, 500%. Phenomenal cosmic power. Anyway. It's got a lot of cash. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Stop, I'll, but stop it's mar- not, I'll stop but marveling it's not- at it, but it, like, where would you expect it to go? Wouldn't it at this point be the time to get out? No, I'm expecting to go to 100,000, so... And then what? what? Does it go to like five million? Does it go to yeah? Then maybe someday it's worth five hundred thousand. So I just long. don't get it. So, one coin, right? We're talking one Bitcoin. That is correct. One. And you got Bitcoin. you got a wallet, right? I got my offline wallet. Yep. You guys know where to Jesus find me. Come and Christ. get me. You still need my twenty-four word password. You fucks. You got. You do remember it. Who the fuck is this asshole? Uh, no, I haven't memorized it yet, but I know where it is. It may not be at this house, actually. The word hamburger is a part of it, though, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and your phone number, which is what? 734. <laughs> oh. Hey, Luke. You this know, is America, Jack. And this is what we're doing here. So Bitcoin, actually, Ethereum's up to two grand, and that was at 500. So that's also something that's cheaper that you could actually invest in. And that's a big growth, $500 to two grand. That's four times... The value. Yeah, again, I mean, I don't understand regular currency. I, I have no business being part of this whatsoever. 
You've got the. You've got the. You've got the. You've got the Lewis and Clark spirit. No, I just. I, I wish. I wish you pure, all the best. Pure, you know that movie Pure Luck with Danny Glover and Martin Short? That's what this is. Same I remember. Concept. I remember that there was a movie called Pure Luck. I don't know. If and I and I believe it had a black gentleman and a white gentleman in the front. <laughs> There's a whole bunch if of movies. You tell that me that Danny Glover and Martin Short. I agree. I did that off the top of my head. It's very possible that Pure Luck, uh, Captain Ron, and another movie, Operation Dumbo Drop, are all. What the was the other movie. one? Uh, I'm fish, not sure. Fishing. Uh, it was a fishing one. Uh, like off fishing or wish I was yeah, fishing. Gone or fishing something. or something. Yeah. Gone, gone fishing. That's the one with uh, with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All those Glover, has Glover like done seven of the same movies? Oh man, I don't know. That's all right. He gets he gets a hundred percent pass on my watch because he's the real deal. Do you ever watch a movie and you see like a really beautiful woman who's like in the background though, and you're like, who the fuck is that? Like you just got to know who that is. She doesn't have any lines, and she might have one line. But I'll watch sometimes. I was watching a movie the other day, and I was like, oh my god, who is that? And I always find these amazing backstories about these people. They have like this whole. It's like this less than Hollywood life, but it's not terrible, but it's not like they're stars. They're just kind of kind of, of the perfect Hollywood life, which is like nobody really recognizes you and you do mm-hmm. very well. So yeah, you don't have to you deal with get, any of the BS and you it's get not perfect though, because you get exploited. You, you get exploited for your looks though. So it's not always like mm, that's a that's a two way street at that point. That's yeah, the perfect okay. I get exploited at work every single day, but it's a two way street because I'm like I would rather get exploited this way than a different way. Hmm. That's interesting. So I, I'm just saying, well, they, people do get exploited and preyed upon, but if this is somebody who's reasonably successful, but not super famous, I would say that's the sweet spot. I was watching Johnny dangerously the other day. And that's what I just saw this girl in the background. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Good Lord. She was so beautiful. I was, I had to find out. And I guarantee you, if I, if I, if I Google it right now, I bet you there's a picture of her, isn't there? <laughs> I, no, I couldn't. No, you can find the picture, yeah. But all I had was she had one line. <laughs> she had one line. She's like one of these chorus line girls. And her line is not very, uh, it's pretty dumb. It's like, I'm not wearing a bra, Johnny. That's her line. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, she's, yeah, that's a, that's a real fox. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but I do that all the time. I, there was other movies. I've always. Not Mary Lou Hunter, right? No, God. Okay. No, I mean, yeah, no, you, you, I, no. I know that you would know that. I'm just saying it's not. No, not no, I'm not that. saying. Look, she's, you know, she, she's sorry. Right. I, I don't know why she would. Anyways, I didn't know that movie was directed by Amy Heckerling. That was something that was interesting to me. Oh, Johnny Dangerously? <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. With, uh, with, wow. That's got to be one of her first movies. It's her second. She did Rich Fast, uh, times. Fast Times. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that was 82. Johnny Dangerously, 84. Michael Keaton in that movie. So Keaton. There's some real, love Keaton. And the, love Keaton. He's great. And the whole uh, soundtrack, or like the whole, I think it's a soundtrack. Yeah, it's done by Weird Al. So it's definitely 80s. It's an wow, 80s movie Al. about a period piece in the 30s. It's really weird. And it's slapstick. Yeah. It's total slapstick humor. So It's slapstick. It, it, it's it's very good. It's very Dom good. Dom DeLuise. Like a, yeah. Dom DeLuise. And Peter Boyle. Oh, yeah, man. People in there, so. uh, big, big recommendation to... For everybody to watch the movie Fatso. Oh, if I thought you, you say yeah. Did Dom DeLuise movie? Oh I was my thinking god! Fat City for some reason, but yeah, right. Oh, Fat, Fat City. Yeah. Fat City. That's amazing. Stacy Keach. Uh, yeah. Jeff. Early what's Jeff his Bridges. Face? <laughs> Bridges. Early Jeff, the dude. Yeah. 
Wow, Fatso. Look at that movie poster. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, it's so great. You know, oh, and like Bancroft a, did that movie? Opinion, man. It's... What, do you got shit in your ears? Come on! Unbelievably great. Also, it is... Uh, I believe the year both Mike and I were born, it, that movie was made. So, yeah, there's, there's that Fatso. Too. Oh, it's great. It's absolutely great. You gotta watch it. So, do you guys want to talk about this uh, this thing or what? We never got. We haven't got to it yet. There's. We should, but I just want to well, say that Anne Bancroft in the in the Graduate is the hottest woman ever. I've still never sat down and watched the Graduate. I never have. I basically feel like I've seen one, it though. Uh, definitely it's, worth watching. That's a tough one to argue. I feel like it's I've already seen it argue. though. She's up there. You know? I already know so much about it, and I've seen this. It just feels like I've already seen it because it's so popular yeah, and it's, lore. It's, yeah, and there's also so many derivatives and all that. But exactly. you know, watching the original does th- this. It, this this one does make a difference. You know, that's Mike Nichols. So that's it's a different yeah, experience because most most of the most of the people that copy that shit are are like slapstick comedies or just gross out comedies or whatever, or like you know, yeah. There's I I think. Check that one out. I think you really like it. There's a ton of references in there too that like it'll start piecing things together for you. That's how like widely, widely copied that movie is. Yeah, we covered uh, closer the other day on Cinema Nine. That was oh yeah, that's good. Mike, that's Mike Nichols. That's very simple though. It's based on a play, so it's what. <laughs> but there's no way. There's no way you can talk about closer within ten seconds. Someone's gonna bring up Damien Rice in that goddamn song. Yeah, that goddamn song. I was gonna bring what up Clive Owen. Oh, you're gonna bring up Clive Owen. Is that the blow blowhard's daughter or whatever the fuck it's called? <laughs> blow the torch blower's daughter or some shit. Yeah, no, Clive Owen. Clive Owen to me. And so that's, it is. Uh, oh. Just. <laughs> Like you said, it oh would be. God damn, this is like, yeah, Life making out in 2002 or something. Like 2004? Yeah, 2002. Yeah, it could be two. I think it came yeah, out in one, the actual song. The movie came out in 04. This is why everybody gives their wives this uh, code to the safety safety box that's got the fucking loaded gun in it. And so it is. Dude, this is the worst thing ever. Turn this wow. off. This is a legendary song, though. For better or for worse. Well, here's the thing. I, you said you can't get ten seconds of talking about this movie without someone bringing this song up. This doesn't ring a bell whatsoever. I have never heard it, and I've seen that movie. Huh. Well, that's how I've the movie, seen that movie at least two times. <laughs> it literally starts and ends with this song. I guess kidding. it didn't stick. Not and it's stick. got slow mo Natalie Portman walking oh, down the God, street. Oh God! I just bold. realized. Yeah. I literally just saw that in my head. The slow motion yeah. uh, Natalie Portman walking with this song in the in the sea of people on like Broadway. This, but this yeah, song. Oh God! There it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now you got it. Right. Right. Natalie, right. Por- Natalie Portman is She's insufferable. She's insufferable. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. She was referenced in the Social Network. Referenced? What does that mean? Oh, when they're doing the lawsuit thing and like on a campus of 19 Nobel laureates and 15 Nobel Prize, blah, 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 and a movie star. And the guy goes, who's the movie star? That would be Natalie Portman because oh. at Harvard in 2003, she was the movie star. But they don't say her name. So. Wow. Holy. But it doesn't matter. That whole movie's Somebody, bullshit anyways. I, somebody's I been ask, on their Facebook wiki. I want to ask you is this. If there was a movie like The Social Network that was created about you that was so full of shit 
Like, it's based on a real premise. Facebook is a thing that was created. But everything else is just ridiculously fabricated. Would it bother you if you were, in particular, if you were like Sean Parker, who's in the movie, the Napster founder, and everything about him in the movie is wildly off base. Napster founder, straight up baller, Sean Parker. Yeah, that part's true. But everything else in the movie about him is wildly (laughs) just made up. And I just really have a problem with it. It really bothers me. Uh, are you telling me that Aaron Sorkin is is not hewing to history? <laughs> but he did a he did a little bit of a better job with the Chicago Seven, but still was not very good. And the yeah. funny thing about the Facebook one is that the stakes are so freaking low. So there's no reason to be fabricating right much of it at all because it, it it is a crazy ass story. Yes. It has plenty of its own elements. You don't. Yes, there were lawsuits. I mean, yes, the Winkle yes, Vi were suing. Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, his his biggest like his biggest trick or the thing that he's so good at is that like uh, precocious precocious teen voice, which is essentially how all his like older protagonists and everybody talk is that like precocious teen who like knows everything and it's got the drop on everybody he's talking to. So it's kind of like a per- it's a perfect match. And Fincher is a weird choice to direct that too. I don't know. That's a that's a kind of like a bizarre movie to me. It's not because Fincher and uh, Ross's and Reznor's uh, theme as well. They go together perfectly, and it actually the dialogue is fantastic. It, it fits with Sorkin's style of that dialogue, like, yeah, that so, quick biting. Yeah, I've yeah. always got to come back. I I'm Bing 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 Bing. You know the the face of it. Except he makes Mark Zuckerberg look like. Even if even though it's Jesse Eisenberg, he makes Zuckerberg look so fucking like hot and cool. And it's like, oh, come I don't on, think that's true. Come I don't on, think that's true. oh, you don't? Well, maybe I you got a thing for maybe you got a thing for uh, Jesse. I, I love Jesse it. Eisenberg. You never saw the Social Network? No, I've heard the soundtrack though. Like the I do like great the soundtrack. soundtrack. Just a simple oh. couple piano strokes. It's really funny. Beautiful. It's also by Damien Rice. Here we go. Play it again. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, Atticus Ross and uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, Rez. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. I've, yeah, so Mike, your your beef is that uh, it's is it's just it just reeditorializes history. I mean, like the, the plot itself, for really no reason, is just not accurate. Right, it bothers me. Would we call that one a biopic? Parker, I'd be like, yeah, I was gonna say add it to the list of shitty biopics. Uh, oh, I, that, that's yeah, exactly that what I thought of. Yeah. I thought of our discussion. Like, Did anyone watch the Doors? Of course. I love The Doors. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen that like 10, 15 times. That's, that's one that that I, uh, I'll i rewrite my statement on that. I thought that was pretty fun and good. Uh, yeah, I, boy, that's... I, I've just become me. a... Me and Marianne, we've been, we've been we've become enamored with uh, Val Kilmer. Check this out. Look at this. Oh, ultimate collection. Blow out. that. That's the same one, right? This is a steal, man. There's 12, 14 movies in here. I got it for 25 bucks. <laughs> uh, it was at a Walmart or something. Seriously, like in the bin. I was like, oh, this is a steal, man. I got JFK. Do you have, uh, do you have Salvador got, in there? Of course. I got Salvador. Natural I got Platoon. Born. I got Talk Radio, Natural Born Killers, Any Given Sunday. What an odd. What a, what Born a on the 4th of July. Catalog. Is w in there or is that pre-W? This is... Which one? I think, is W in there? In, yeah, this is, this is up till Alexander, I think. So, so yeah, we got w Wall Street. Should not be in there. There's the doors right there. Bingo. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is uh, uh before Alexander was made. So yeah, two thousand two ish. That's an oh, that's an amazing thing to me. These guys, like, these giant epics, and that movie sucks beyond belief. U turn, U turns in here. Which one's like Alexander? Oh, Alexander no. is the I don't know. Is that about the Great Alexander I, the Great? It's terrible. Yeah, it's it about is, Alexander. Yeah. It's, no, it's about yeah. It's about Alexander the Alexander the Lesser. This is a guy that lived in like, the Ukraine in 1976, and uh, <laughs> yeah, he's just he's having trouble with uh, you know paying for groceries and shit. That would guess would have been a more honest movie than Alexander, but yeah. I've seen definitely, all these movies in here except definitely not uh, great. I haven't seen Heaven and Earth. I've never seen that one. Never even heard. Uh, of it. Hmm. Heard of it? it I, no interest. Looks like there's a. That's why they do. That's why they do these box sets. <laughs> you, you literally. That might be. When that's buy, when you buy this box set, you're buying Heaven and Earth. You're not buying anything else. They're just trying to get rid of that shit. They got like stacks of those like fucking ET arcade Dang. games in a big ditch. Uh, say what you will. I loved Any Given Sunday. I find it to be very entertaining. I've seen it many times. I'm just saying you bought Heaven and Earth. You've never and seen it. I love it. Wall Street. Alone. Just those two movies alone, I'm in. So. All, All right, right, Mike. Sure you you are gonna you turn. Mm-hmm. Never saw yeah, that. That's a deep. That's a deep cut. That's been yeah, a while. It is. I was working at Blockbuster when that came out. That was fucking. That was like legit acting by Jennifer Lopez. One of the first times I ever mm-hmm. saw her do it. Anyways. Uh, yeah, you got a Nolte. You got a Thornton. You got a Pen. Yeah, that was ninety-seven. What Boy, that must have been right on the heels of a Simple Plan. That movie ruled. That movie rules. A simple plan. I don't know that one. You stumped me. Thor- it's a Thornton, Brothers, Bill Paxton. Maybe? Isn't that Coen Brothers or is that no? Not- but it's definitely in that. Oh, it's Ray- It's uh, Raimi. Sam Raimi. It oh, might right. be Sam Raimi. It is Sam Raimi. Nineteen ninety-eight. It is eighty. Okay. Yeah. Sam Raimi. God, Sam Raimi sucks. Uh, that's a good one, though. That's a good one. We watched the dark. We did Dark Man a couple of weeks ago on Cinema Nine. I'd never yeah. seen Dark Man. God, that movie sucks. Mm. All right, hey Mike, here's uh, my that's a tough one. Do you do you tease what you're gonna do on Cinema Nine? Because I always see the movies and I'm like, oh, I want to listen to this, but I haven't seen the movie. The we always tease the one we're gonna do the following week at the end of okay. the show. Okay, always. Yeah, that's uh, how it works. And. If it's unless it's a listener's choice, and then we got to wait for the selection. But otherwise, if it's one of us three, yeah, we always pick the movie. But. What's next? Well, it was listener's choice. Chris Deary, uh, shout out to Chris Deary. Uh, we we he gives us forty movies from his home video collection, and then we all remove them one by one on the Facebook page until there's one remaining. And apparently, the last one standing is Children of Men. Back to back, Clive Owen. Clive Owen. That's a good one. That's a good one. Michael Caine. I just wouldn't want to watch that one again. That- about, oh, yeah, real quick. Michael Caine, I actually think Jeremy Irons was a way fucking better Alfred than Michael Caine ever was. I really dug his style. He was like a little more confident, like more of a like a regular guy with some pizzazz. I dug it. I know the, the whole Snyder thing and all the Batflex shit was all fucked up. But Jeremy Irons as Alfred, I dug it. I'm like, I want more of that. When I, was yeah, he, he plays he plays a butler as if a butler was like the star of the show like so um, <laughs> no like no it's it's a it's a real craft it, it's he a can't real help craft himself. it's a real craft and it is uh, people that are in that position like it, it's like generational you know like it's like my father was a butler 
My grandfather was a butler. My great grandfather was a is butler. Is that really all it is? I don't know. I, about I think, I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I could be, I could be very wrong. Let's just, you know, whatever. But he plays it with such like a, it's like a dignified thing. It's not just like a cranky, cranky old coot that like, you or, know, but like a you found in your house and then you just turn him into your butler. Or all hail, all hail my master, all hail my master 24 7. Not that Kane does that all the way, but I don't know. I guess no, I really like Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Kane is. Uh, well, here's the thing Kane's that's, a Cockney. That's purchased, uh, yeah, that's. Yes. Michael Kane's a Cockney. And a Cockney man oh, would I thought never you said be he a was butler. Cocky. <laughs> but, but, cockney, uh, a Cockney man would never be a butler. A real was. butler. A real. A real Actually, yeah, uh, that's. A real that, body that's man. True would yeah. not be a cockney he would speak with a posh high english accent even though he was not of the class of of the uh of the mm-hmm. of the uh whatever his lord his liege lord but uh he uh michael kane is like a pure cockney accent working class accent and that's where that's where he's the best <laughs> i think it <laughs> jeremy Solid. irons though he doesn't seem as old as he is he's fucking dude that guy's ageless I yeah. I don't. They need to relaunch. They need to relaunch interview with a vampire. Uh, Jeremy well, Irons can play it. How fucking good was he in Watchmen? In the oh, HBO he, series. Oh, how good God. was he in Dead Dead Ringers? Have you seen yeah. Dead Ringers? That he is. He's he's absolutely Daniel Day Lewis territory. One of the greatest actors of all time. They kind of have a similar look, don't they? He's even they in do. Margin Call. When he shows up in Margin Call, and he only has like a small part in that movie, but it's like he just takes over the movie. I love that. And he, he's perfect as like this elite asshole running a hedge fund slash investment bank that thinks they know what they're Holy doing, shit. but they're about to shit the bed. So. The uh, Live Free uh, live free or Die Hard, I swear. Of course, or live with yeah. the vengeance. It's the live best Die vengeance. Hard. I best swear. Or, sorry, did I say live with a vengeance? Die with a vengeance. <laughs> In any number event, three, right? Uh, That's number three with Sam. Yeah, it's the third yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's the best uh, one. He absolutely he dominates every part of that movie. And in fact, at some point, it's like there's this weird mix. You kind of want you want him to win. You just <laughs> you, you want to see him again. Uh, you don't maybe want him to win, but you don't want him to die. You want him to yeah. show up again because this guy is the greatest. You just can't stop. He's he's fantastic. So I don't know. I've seen racial 90s, stuff in that movie. Nineties Lolita. I haven't seen that. Oh, that's man. great oh, too. I remember that. Yeah, I forgot well, about that. Mm, I don't know. That's not really a great movie. I don't Fuck, know. I just watched. Movie. I watched OG Lolita recently, and it was that's awesome. Not the one with John. What'd you watch recently? The original, the, original, the Kubrick. Lolita. Yeah. 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 I watched Kate it recently Mason. too. That's fine. Oh, I felt, I felt yeah. guilty. I'm, I keep trying to do it. I felt. I felt. I felt complicit. He. Yeah. Peter Sellers? Holy shit. What a dude. What an actor. Okay, so Matt, what's your you you've seen this recently, so it's it's been a minute since I've seen this one. What is the what's the takeaway in the overall plot? Uh what would you say is like the the main thing? I'm not wow. trying to get you canceled. I'm wow. just like, I'm, I'm, I, I can't understand. I'm, I'm canceled for contemplating this. <laughs> I just can't understand why somebody like a Kubrick decides to spend so much time and money and, and bring all these other people into Nabokov, which to me, you know, Nabokov is so much better as a, it's so much better as a novel. What? Nob? Anyhow, um, 
I just thought of something. Go ahead. You said Nabokov. Nabokov made me laugh. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I, I'm like, did, did he literally just make a movie about a guy who has a lot of uh, temptations around younger females? I don't know. I can't remember anything else in this. I can't remember a damn thing from this plot. Well, he's not the only one, right? There's the, you know, Sellers is the, is his competition for her, right? That's right. That is gross. So, yeah, there's a question. Also, in, also insanely disgusting. Oh, oh I think I feel like we're this is a good segue into Matt Matt Gates in a minute here. But uh, there we go. I knew we'd find a seamless transition. It's it's totally. I mean, it's a story about grooming somebody for years. Oh, what do we got here? Oh. <laughs> I, this is the original soundtrack for the week. No. <laughs> actually, actually, the Kubrick soundtrack is really cool. It's really cool, like instrumental, like early sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. synchronicity. Here we got a little police. Well, I saw I saw Sting on Jeopardy recently. He was on Jeopardy doing a guest round. Yeah, doing a what? Yeah, post Alex Trebek is ridiculous. <laughs> Stuart, what's his name on the drums here? <laughs> oh, it's uh, Stuart Copeland, of course. And the American. Andy the American. Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland. I love the police. They're all three. Are actually all talented. They are. I know. Even police, Sting's talented. I think Sting's yeah. talented. He is. He's a good singer. He's a talented lovemaker. His tantric sex for 30 hours uh, on end. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he said that in an interview once. I was watching that shit live, and I was like... I was so weirded out, but I didn't know why. I think I was pretty young. I mean, he could. What the he, hell is he, he talking about? He convinced the world to call him Sting with That's without true. laughing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he has a daughter. Like Bono. I saw a movie okay. with his daughter in it the other day. Um, Sting. Yeah, she she got had, a totally I don't know how many daughter. daughters. She wasn't. No, she was. So, oh. I mean, she was like a typical-looking human being, but she wasn't like whoa. Uh, typical-looking human being. <laughs> I feel, I guess I feel very privileged to be part of that category. I'm glad this helped me out of having to explain oh, Lolita. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we'll do that shit later, though, Matt, because I haven't seen it in a while. I'm going to let you die on that. Right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we we'll go. talk about that shit later. Just like that old man in that book. Wait, was was that a was that two and a half minutes of that track just to get to the novel cover? That's immediately what I thought of when I heard you say that. I started laughing. Sorry, that's how my brain works. Holy cow! I didn't even know that reference was in that song. That's oh, it's all oh, it's in the Hall of Fame. That's amazing. It's in the Pop Music Hall of Fame for one of the worst, like written. It's really forced in there. Really forced in there. Oh, it's very yeah. Yeah. That's pretentious as hell. That's ridiculous. it is. It's yeah. Well, he used to be an English teacher, so he can't help himself. So, anyway, man, that's yeah, yeah. He quit being a teacher, and then he started doing the police. So, that's the really? rumor, anyways. That's the story. That's how they lay out the tale. Who knows what the truth is? But that's what he says. Um, well, yeah, it's a beautiful movie, and it's gross. It makes you feel gross, and uh, I'm glad know. it got made when it got made, though. I just wouldn't. Yeah, it would never be made, made again. Then. Would never be. Well, made what, what would be? What What would be the point of? What would put a point of this? Do you think is is Kubrick 
like wrestling with that? Is is he trying to get the audience to kind of bail him out and agree with him? Is he shoot it in a way? Is he is this movie conveyed in a way that is? I mean, it's very sympathetic to Humbert Humbert. As far like from what I remember, it has been a very long time, but it he is not painted in a bad light whatsoever. He's also a very controlling presence in this young girl's life, uh, incredibly manipulative, and quite sexist, I guess, and. You know, these are all those like crazy rumors you hear about, not even crazy, but these are just rumors you hear about Kubrick all of the time. It just makes you wonder if he is, if this is the ultimate uh, way of just <laughs> getting off the hook. <laughs> I mean, you make a masterpiece. I mean, it's a great movie. It really is. But um, I yeah, know, I mean, Kubrick made so many masterpieces just, that like, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> that, but, but many of which are cancelable. They, he did. You're right. He did because make a lot of I want to fit. This one just feels so personal. I don't know. If you've ever read this book, too, it's like it just feels like such a personal story. Uh, I've I just feel like it's a way of absolving yourself <laughs> of, well, of, of your guilt. He's Catholic, too, right? He's, isn't he a Catholic? Kubrick? Jew. Yeah, I don't remember. Definitely. Oh, Jew. he's Jewish. Oh. Well, I don't uh, know. Do they have guilt in their religion? Thank you. Oh, big time. Big time. Like, is there guilt in your religion? I. Uh, by the way, do you, you don't you don't know what you're talking about, right? Because you've been playing with the board. <laughs> no, I've been listening to you. I I just played this. Nice beaver. I think that, yeah, I think that's that's from Lolita. Nice beaver. Sixty-two, Thank you. sixty-one. I just Lolita. had a stuff. No, I uh, <laughs> I remember the movie the movie that Sting's daughter was in that I watched the other day was. The end of the tour with our buddy Jesse Eisenberg, which is about David Lipsky and David Foster Wallace. Five days together oh, in Illinois God, yeah. in the dead of winter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good I, movie. I, I fucking friend, love that movie. Yeah, I have a friend who was David Lipsky's like student. And so that's why he he saw the movie. He said, you know, he liked it probably because he's like that was his professor at NYU, but well, that's that's good that he didn't dislike it. That means it's a good movie because if you no, know somebody yeah, and they're he, portrayed, and yeah, he and thought it's it was a good cool. portrayal. He said well, they, they showed it to say, Foster Wallace's family, little, you know? and they actually gave it their approval. And apparently, they're very secluded and private people. So. I cannot believe that uh, Jason Siegel pulled off he David did. Foster I Wallace. Killed I mean, it. He fucking killed he it. He crushed and it. And that was, I think, his. Like that had to be his. That was definitely his first big, you know, drama role. I guess Freaks and Geeks. I, I, you, I guess you could say. Never mind. He's had range. He's had range uh, for a long. He's a good dude. I like him. I he like him. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's Sarah a Marshall's dude. a comedy, but he's very sad in that movie. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I'm so. But I'm kind of just used to him being like lovable and. It's and such funny. a. Gr- I love the end of the tour because it's just. I want to be there in the conversation. Very rare. is It's a very mm. simple movie. There's nothing going on there. It's actually quite the opposite of all the bullshit that Scott's talking about that is that sucks. There's like no the, frills. The biopic stuff? Oh, no, but even like the Marvel stuff, there's just no frills at all. It's just two guys talking. That's it's what this like movie a, is. And I want to be there. I love it. I, want to, I, w- I wish mm-hmm. I could join them in, in the conversation. Oh, man. Do you ever see True West? With... Um, uh, uh, pause pause can, while we all Google it. True West has uh, Malkovich. Yeah. <laughs> it's Malkovich and Gary Sinise, I think, and it's oh. uh, it's just two guys in a room. Oh, it's their brother. Shepherd. Okay, Sam, Sam Shepard. Play. Yeah, that's it's a play. It's the only reason I've heard of it. I've never read it. 
That's not the but Bruce it, Willis movie called True West. No, no. Written but it's, it's kind of a similar thing where you're just captive in a room or in a space with two people talking. You know, is it? Is it? No, no. It is. It is the same thing as the Bruce Willis movie. Oh, so it's been done a couple times because it's, it's the Sam story. Yeah, yeah. It's it's story by the by Shep. Yeah. Well, in 2002, just, Bruce Willis did it as your well. Your description of it, Matt, reminds me a little bit of The Lighthouse. I don't know if that came up. On I haven't spot. seen it. I haven't seen it, but I uh, would love to see that with Defoe. Hmm. And, uh, <sighs> I, feel I, like think it was, I thought it got overhyped. That's my opinion, real quick. It, yep, it, it was overhyped, but it was still good. I mean, I, I think I left the theater. It was a, it was an 8 out of 10 in my book. That's pretty good. I think it's the theater. I think the overhyped, I feel like the overhype comes from people not having really like a grammar for movies like that. So when they see it, it blows their mind. But it's like, dude, just watch some Ingmar Bergman movies. Like, just jump back mm-hmm. into time here, man. This is this shit. If you liked Lighthouse, this shit will fucking blow you away. Watch some like uh, Carl Dreyer. Like these, uh, you know, uh, Fritz Lang. Like, holy cow! It I is have given a name to my pain. It's so it's really good because it's such a technically perfect and faithfully, uh, like a very faithful and kind of accurate. Uh, use of those techniques down to the down to like the frame the the size of the frame yeah the the square ratio and the, using eight millimeter like that's insane i'll go home and get your fucking shine box so well, Matt, also, I, i'm I mean, trying, for I'm trying today, not to talk yeah. about lighthouse too much because i don't want to ruin it for Matt. i, so I want to see it like, yeah, check yeah. it out i definitely no feel like it's definitely it is definitely worth watching but also i i I believe that the hype is generated from people that see something like this. It blows their mind. Honestly, isn't, that, isn't fucking infinite jest overhyped too, though? I mean, a thousand pages of just never, never even attempted it. Yeah. Why? I mean, who really <laughs> reads that fucking book? I, I picked it up once to see how much it weighed. I've got an awesome, <laughs> uh, uh, my same, my same buddy actually, who is three pounds, three ounces. My, my same, my same buddy who is uh, the students of uh, uh, Lipsky, Lipsky was like, he goes. Uh, I, he goes. I used to date a girl that said I've never, I've never dated a guy that didn't have an unread copy of Infinite Jest on his bookshelf. <laughs> it's a perfect. type. It's a bad it's a type. Fucking perfect. It's, it is a type. It's a, it's a yeah, dude. I got, I got rid of that a, book the second I heard that quote. I got rid of that shit. I just put it. <laughs> no, dude. It's, it's good for badging, like the idea I'm, I'm of putting all of the sexy shit out there, you know. So when a woman comes Flexing. over or a friend, it's just an auto flex. You call that badging? It, is that what it that's used called? to be? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the. I think that's the 21st century term for it is badging. I've never heard that. That's fascinating. Okay. It, it used to be that it's you tried to do uh, with your environment. <laughs> yeah. Oddly enough, it was a my old boss who's a Gen Xer who told me about badging, and he was speaking of Infinite Jest when he was talking about it. Oh wow! <laughs> oh fuck! It's just, a, well, yeah, it's just a, it's a badge. It's a stamp. He's whatever. dead. It's one of those. It's it's like himself. up there. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, so he's. But he, the thing is, he's canceled. He killed himself, and he's still canceled. It's fucking wait, hilarious. He, he got canceled. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. no, 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 Do you have no, 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 one, no one's, after he died. Nah, no one's letting that happen. Come on. He did. Yeah, all these Who these bought? women came out. I'm saying that's we can't control cancellations. What, they happen. Yes, yes. Oh yes. Christ! Start looking it up because when the Me Too movement happened, David David Foster Wallace stories resurfaced again about how he was and yada yada yada. I would expect nothing less of David Foster Wallace. I mean, sure, he was <laughs> I'm a I mean, genius. He was, de- <laughs> he was depressed and he was a giant. He was a tall dude. He was a dick. He was depressed. <laughs> 
he treated other people poorly. He treated himself poorly. I, if he treated himself poorly, I'm sure he'll treat other people poorly. I'm not surprised no, to hear that. Not necessarily true. I would not expect him to be a loving, cuddly guy who was nice to everyone. That's not the story I'm going to expect out of David Foster Wallace encounters. Well, that's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. But at any rate, I don't. You know, I've read a lot of his. <laughs> I've read a lot of his non. His non-infinite jest stuff, a lot of his like short stuff yeah. that he's done, and I've got a book of essays. I got the uh, lobsters. I guess. Well, I was going to say short for him would be like 785 pages. Uh, I know what's what's the, we're talking like, like the, volumes. Where that's a short story, awesome. 785 page tome. I've had on the Wait, shelf the, an, an incredibly interesting thing that I'll never do again, or something like that. Yeah, supposedly fun mm-hmm. thing. I'll oh yeah, do. yeah, yeah. His uh, his uh fiction his his fiction work what was it the broom of the system i didn't find that too interesting but that's i don't know it's been maybe i maybe it was over my head i don't know well you know it's interesting no, is that movie based, that movie's based on a real experience lipsky and david foster wallace so no i got it i guess call him dave wallace dave wallace, wallace. remember that guy from sneakers the bad guy wallace yeah, that guy was fucking yes. Dick. David William um, Wallace. Yeah. So, anyways, Wallace and Lipsky, David and David, that was a real experience. Lipsky started working for Rolling Stone. They sent him out there, but they didn't end up doing the story because right when that happened, fucking Shannon Hoon died from the overdose. So Rolling Stone immediately wanted Lipsky to cover the the Hoon overdose story, hmm. and they just buried Shannon it. So they Hoon. so then he writes this yeah. book. He writes this book twelve years later. Shannon Hoon, the guy from Blind Melon. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. This was in 96, I believe. And uh, so then he writes the book 12 years later about his experience because he has all these actual tapes from their uh, experience and the interview that he was going to do. And the book is a big success for Lipsky because he just died, too, the suicide. So he was cashing perfect in. timing. Oh. He was cashing <laughs> in. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> The movie doesn't make it look like he's cashing in, but who knows? I don't know. Thank you for bringing Shannon Hoon into this uh, universe. Yay! Yeah. There's a documentary. Has anyone seen that doc? Uh, no, apparently, but... he filmed everything. Yes, right. You well, it's Drew and Mike. It's a Drew and Mike. Yeah, I got the same thing for Drew and Mike. Yeah, they, there's a documentary. He filmed everything, and it's just everything like, of what his, his life, life. His, his like his <laughs> getting signed from getting signed to like. So Shannon Hoon was one of these obnoxious twats that walks around with a camera all the time and like well that's 90s. every that's everybody 90s. that's everybody in, in 2021 but yeah. well in the 90s that would make you a twat yes but in, big time. yeah it'd make you a fucking asshole if you're walking around with um <laughs> it's, a beautiful it's like he it's like he knew chance. it's like he knew he was like on the rise why else are you filming this shit this isn't a just in case well, just in case things work out, you know, like, you, you know, this guy, this guy was like, I'm, no, no, you're wrong, I'm dude. I got a whole file back here of my just in case. I'm filming. not saying I just it didn't work out for me. Either. All right. No, I like shit. I got a- <laughs> well, I thought Mike, I was going to go my way. I know we were going to, do we want to take a minute to talk about the, uh, the, uh, story that was on LaDuff? Oh, yeah, we've alluded to it 50 times. Yeah, I know. Let's just keep alluding to it and then just talk about something else. Who else yeah, died? hold on. Yeah, go ahead. Actually, I like Tones of Home. That's a good song. Remember this song? Is this like the, the B-side of uh, Blind Melon here? This is on the same album as No Rain, yeah. Tones of Home. It was like their second single. Yeah, you're right. I like the record after this better myself. 
Was there a record after this one? Yeah, it's called Soup. Uh, he's absolutely right. It's called Soup. And guess what? It's a guy with alphabet soup on the cover eating out of an alphabet soup bowl. What's the best song off that album? Uh, man, the first, like, the first handful are so good. I like uh, St. Andrew's Fall, which yep. is actually about uh, Shannon Hoon and the band watching a woman jump off of St. Andrew's Hall. In Detroit? Yeah. Yeah, they were on tour in St. Andrews. Oh, man, that song rips. That would have been a good, another hit wonder pick. You're right, yeah. Yeah, that would have been. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that would have got... You know what? I may, I actually thought about Blind Melon. There's a, the first song on this record is called Galaxy, and that song rips, too. This whole album is great. It was hella expensive on vinyl before they reissued it. I remember all, at some point almost dropping like $150 for it on wax. Just because I felt like weird I needed period? it. Was it in that weird period of the 95. 90s where, where they yep. everything was CDs, and they, were, yep. they just weren't <laughs> pressing records? Any no, record released, over. yeah, between like 91 and 90, basically the 90s. But yeah, definitely the mid-90s. Uh, yeah, so okay. I like that double vocal there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a great breakdown, too. Yeah, oh, Blind Melon. Stephanie won, right? Who won? I didn't see who won. Yeah, Stephanie won. Matt came in second, and uh, Marianne and I shared the bird. So I got more votes. That's why Marianne didn't get her $30. But... Ah, we're talking about musically, though. I, I went out with a bang, though. At least I had a number two finisher on the last one. What was your song? You, on you the last got one? it. You you got it, man. What was the you last got it in you. Was uh, play the song at my funeral. Oh yeah, yeah. What was yours? Crystal Ship. Oh, the Doors. Which I, yeah. I could have swore that was Matt. Matt was on the Doors like all week. I'm like, dude, are you just telegraphing this shit or what's the deal? No, uh, it, it was funny. We watched the Doors. Like, Marianne is like on a big Doors kick right now. Uh, so we, we watched it because like we're kind of in, into Val Kilmer right now. I'm not going to lie. We watched Tombstone and he's fucking yeah. awesome in that. You watch Wonderland? Haven't watched that yet. You but uh, I do that. Scott, you always fucking bring that movie up every time. I did Val just Kilmer order it. Maybe I've just got, got yeah, fixated on it. <laughs> I just ordered his his uh, recent autobiography. I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, Any so Any excited looking, about it? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to reading it. I haven't gotten it yet. I'm waiting for it to come in. Luke, we're listening to a Blind Melon song about somebody jumping off St. Andrew's Hall. It's called St. Andrew's Fall. In Detroit. That was the last mm-hmm. last all of Detroit. Last show I yes, saw before the, the pandemic uh, was at St. Andrews Hall. It was Nick Lowe and uh, uh, nice. Nick Lowe and the uh, Nick Lowe and the Los, Bad Seeds. Not Los Lobos. What's the <laughs> Los Straight Jackets? Oh yeah, Nick Lowe played at the fucking Ark in Ann Arbor like a handful of years ago, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Uh, Nick Lowe was, uh, he's probably best known, honestly, for being cool Elvis be Costello's producer. Like, yeah, Cruel to be Kind is his one hit. I actually thought about picking a Nick Lowe song for the one hit wonder category because he did uh, chart all over the 
I mean, honestly, I don't know if this song's. I don't know if I love this song, but oh, I love. I song. do love this song. It's a beautiful piece of pop rock pop. I know. <laughs> it's sort of a lame cover. It's no. It's no smell the glove. It is not. He, uh, not many wrote, things are though. He wrote the Elvis Costello better. Better known by Elvis Costello version of uh, "What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding." What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Immortalized by Bill Murray oh. in Watson Translation. Wow. I didn't actually know what that song was when I first saw that movie. Now I know what it is. Now I'm putting it all together. How about that? That's story time. The song also has genius behind the lyrics, which I love on Spotify. You guys ever do this? Anytime uh, there's this, I can't not. I'll be driving. I cannot. And I'll be. I can't. I'll be yep. reading it. I'm Dude, yeah, I'm reading it. Off. I got like my. I'm steering my car with my knee, and I'm just like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was oh my down. god, he went. He went into the studio in August, and they didn't have the. All the <laughs> yeah, I was doing all about my Sharona a couple months ago when I was driving back from Flint, oh. and I'm like, oh my god, suck this up. I, I, my, I'm like reading about this guy talking about this girl he wanted to fuck who was underage, and clearly. Okay, my Sharona, written by Doug Figer, brother of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Figer, Berkeley, Michigan's finest. Doug Figer, actually, a lot of great musicians out of Berkeley, Michigan. Doug Figer of the that was Knack. not in the notes, by the way. That was not in the genius notes. Well, Doug Figer formed a band in L.A., but he's from Berkeley, Michigan. He's Jeff Figer's brother, which is fucking awesome, and. Uh, we should probably get some Jeff Figer drops at some point because those are awesome. Yeah, they're insane. Uh, what is his deal? Can you tell? Can anyone tell me what his deal is? Dude, he almost was governor of Michigan. He ran against John Engler. Do you remember that? I do. Well, okay, yeah, but there's also been for like what I've five years now, basically political ads that don't tell you what he's doing. It just says uh, for a better America or something. Yeah, he's a personal injury lawyer who <laughs> is a populist. He's a demagogue populist. Personal yeah, injury it's lawyer. Per, it's perfect. He's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, does he want to be president? No, he just wants to be your lawyer, man. That's, that's some, it's like, I always get it up money. for the touch of yeah, the younger kind. Propaganda. There it is. Woo! Is that? I always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. That's the lyric. This song rips. This is a number one. Are you one. serious? I'm dead serious. That's literally what it said. I this is a billboard. Was this, this a billboard? Of the, yeah, want to go back? Okay, here we go. Is this yeah, a billboard I'll, number one record by Sharon? Six weeks. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna read read the lyrics real quick, and then you're gonna like start it from the top. From that six moment? weeks at number no, one. No, no, read, read the lyrics. Say like just re- just read them real fast. Read them in sentence form. Okay, never. <laughs> so it sounds never really gonna terrible. Stop. Never gonna stop. Give it up. Such a dirty mind. Always get it up for the touch of the younger kind. <laughs> He said I'm coming over the line Six weeks at number one, 1979, right before we were born. There is no other song that sounds like this song. I mean, it's an unusual song. Is there a squeeze song that sounds like this? Okay, fuck you. (laughs) 
Wait a minute. Actually, Squeeze is coming. Squeeze so is opening for Hall and Oates, maybe? What the hell? Wait, 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 wait. So is someone coming at all? Like, people are coming? <laughs> C-U-M-M-I. <laughs> no, no, no. People, like, we're having shows? We have shows lined up? You guys got tickets to shows this summer? Is that happening now? Uh, I haven't bought any. I saw Dinosaur Jr.'s coming. I'm pretty psyched about that. Uh, so what Mike is asking you, Matt, is are there people playing shows in the future here? <laughs> are there we are. actually there, able there to go? Really what I was saying. There are. Are we able to go? Dinosaur Jr., all right. What's going on at DTE Energy? Yeah, I'm looking that up right now. I, I think Squeeze is coming. So I don't know Squeeze at all. Look uh, at this. Who's this man? Oh. Squeeze is from the 80s, and <laughs> they're, they're, by the fruit of they're, they're like a power pop. But you'll know this okay. song. It's Thank so you. dope. Thank you, Scott. Nail on the head. This is also from the Reality Bite soundtrack. Oh, oh damn it is. <laughs> I like that you. I like that the way you introduced this to me as if I've never heard this song. This, this is from the Reality Bite soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, it's for everybody. It's not just for you. There's an audience yeah. out there, believe it or not. Yeah. We're recording this. I don't know if you guys know. There, there is an audience, but they're all going to know this August, August 21st, 2021. Hall & Oates, KT, Tunstall, and Squeeze oh, at DTE wow. Energy. June 22nd. Uh, Time now. Oh, That's coming up. I'll go to that. I, I, also, Rod Stewart and Cheap Trick on July 20th. That's a good one. I'm going Woo! to that. Steely Dan, June 26th. Oh, with Steve Winwood? Roll yes. with it, baby, Steve Winwood? Oh, hell yeah. Man, I, yeah, I regret That's I didn't see people. them when Becker was alive. Megadeth <laughs> and Lamb of God, July 9th. These are good shows, man. Backstreet Boys World Tour. Um, July, everybody's coming out. Oh, Chicago? All right. Fuck yeah, Chicago, July 25th. I will with be Rick up. Springfield? But isn't Rick Springfield, doesn't he always open... The season at Pine Knob? No, Isn't no, that's that Eddie Money. Eddie, Eddie Money, Money, who's dead now, right? Is he? I think he did. He die. Someone died. He had cancer. He had cancer, so he could have died. died. <laughs> Let's verify. I would Eddie not be Money. surprised if he was dead. I wonder if Rick Springfield still laying pipe like he used to. He's dead. Oh yeah, Eddie Money, 2019. <laughs> Springfield's definitely laying pipe. Know. It might be totally <laughs> flaccid, but he's laying it down. <laughs> he's like no, pulling he the skin Viagra. back to make it like half hard. Yeah, he's good to go. Steely Dan, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, Walter Becker's dead. That sucks. So maybe it's not as. But Fagin's alive. Come on. Yeah. I'm a Fagin. Becker's been man. gone for years. Did you guys ever watch that uh, documentary about the making of Asia? That was like yeah, on good. VH1. And then there's like that clip where it's like the Michael McDonald vocal oh my God, track yeah. on Peg. The ISO vocal track. Yeah, it's, just, it's yeah. insane. It's insane. Guess who's reunited, guys? The Doobies. They're playing. Michael McDonald and the Doobies? Nope. Is he right? Mike, they is he are. Right? They're playing. Nope. They're coming nope. too. I saw them on the schedule. Oh, fuck Uh-oh. yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh-oh. This is August 29th, Matchbox 20 with the Wallflower. Oh, I'm in. I'm there. Let's go. 100%. Are we going? There's some ironic. I saw the gin blossoms uh, are also coming. Putting all these shows together. I I drank so much alcohol while listening to the Wallflower. It's embarrassing. 
Did you vote for my fucking song? It was yeah, kind man, of I like I even comment on it about how I fucking drank too much while it was bringing it was down a weird the horse. Pick because those songs were kind of hits. They kind of had three hits off that album, but everybody remembers one headlight, you know. For sure. Of course they do. Nobody remembers anything else. Trust me, they don't. Yeah, because I, I don't give a fuck about wallflowers. That's all I know. Agreed. Who cares about Jacob Dylan? Trash man. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, yeah. They're, they're every trash, time, trash. every time Drew and Mike, every time Drew and Mike would play any work from a Wallflower song, they would just sing over it. I'm Bob Dylan's son. I'm Bob Dylan's son. I'm Bob Dylan's son. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Look, these guys going back to that earlier in the show, Central Michigan, 1998. That's you right. Cannot man. get away from these guys. There was a Hell guy. No, they were. Everywhere. There was a guy who lived down the hall from me on Cary. And Carrie on the seventh floor. His name was Kevin, and he played hockey. He was from New York, and he said he was the biggest Matchbox Twenty fan in the world. He knew the guys because he used to go to. Their I like shows. this little guitar part, he which is also whole... why we, which is also why I don't even remember this guy. You guys were all like, "Yep, yeah, all right, have a nice life." He lived right later. next to the girl who liked to get butt fucked, uh, the blonde chick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> remember hmm. that girl? Everyone like remembers kinda, her. She was like trashy. She was like trashy, sexy. Oh, she was. She was yeah. Trashy. You she don't was like say. Trashy, sexy. You know, blonde hair, trashy, sexy. But uh. Don't remember. Was, yeah. There was a lot of. Also, this motherfucker was in a Carlos Santana album. Same year. Oh man. Mm-hmm. First of all, that that album was like Same a year. huge album. Now this is like man. Santana was like three years later, two years later. Oh come on. Santana's no, also because at Central, later. I was listening to. Oh, you're listening this. That would be year two. By Carlos. Year this was okay. This was earlier than definitely '99. Because I was working at Ace Hardware in the fall of '99. Gotcha. Smooth was yeah. on every night, along Ooh. with Sugar That's Ray's. Right. It was definitely on the PA system at Myers as well. See, confirmed. By the way, Luke, I don't know if I told you this. Remember that? Uh, remember that Dustin guy? Again, this was Ron's buddy. We're putting yes. the whole story together yeah. here. This, Dustin uh, and Ron, yeah. very tight crew. Dustin actually didn't even go to the university. He just lived on the campus. He didn't go. Well, I, think that, was, I think that was known at the time. Because we weren't even sure yeah. if Ron was supposed to be there. But Ron was living in your room. I know. That, that's a good point. Yeah. And think about that. But anyway, Dustin... I never, Dustin I never this, saw yeah. a book. I didn't see anything around Ron. That, that, that was college-related. See a Ma- Matchbox 20 jewel case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we just played. I played hum and pulley all the time, and Ron's like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it just never. Ever Dude, this this song kind of rips. <laughs> but at any rate, so Jeez, oh Dustin please. Dustin had this really hot girlfriend, her, Amanda. Man. Do you remember that girl? Yes. Okay. That's she has why a black I hair, the Dustin, brunette. Because, yes, that's why I remember Dustin. Very. Uh, yeah, she was a beautiful Wall and girl. And, yes. Yeah. So anyways, I found her on uh, Instagram recently. It was really weird. Oh, did you? <laughs> I was digging through all this bullshit, and I finally, I had to go through a complicated system of what her name was and what her address was and match them all together, but I figured again, it out. I'm, again, I'm picturing you, a uh, huge wall in the basement, photographs, <laughs> there's Polaroids, there's yeah. Yeah, open addresses. There is no basement out. here, by the way. No basement. Newspaper clippings. Newspaper clippings. There's a ransom note that you're going to send eventually. There's a and crawl then, space. Yeah. There's a crawl space. No basement. <laughs> this is very unusual at this Michigan. All right, so it's in your crawl space. <laughs> but I, it's like a it's like a Buzz That's Meeks. That's the best place to keep it anyway. It's a Buzz Meeks LA Confidential crawl space. You could barely <laughs> fucking get in that thing. I don't even know oh, how you man. get in there. Yeah, so. that was rough. 
But uh, at any rate, I, yeah, I found her. She's alive and well, and she's like now she's just one of those typical Instagram people, you know, married and I don't know. It was interesting to see that these people because sometimes I don't think that ever happened. Sometimes like did all that shit really happen? You know? Yeah, but it confirms real- it confirms all your worst fears that you actually did live this life. <laughs> that's not how I looked at it. That's an interesting perspective you have, but uh. No, that's not how I saw it. But You're yeah, like, damn I see it. I really, I was hoping she wasn't fucking real. It's so Dude. inconsequential. It doesn't, it really verifies nothing because it was so inconsequential of the year. It was just, oh my God. it might as well have never happened. Seriously. Nothing would change about me. Well, some of us went to class, Mike. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good yeah. for you. Well <laughs> yeah, You're yeah. better than, you win. You guys win. Killing day, it. So. Yeah, killing it. So uh, is it bad that I want to go to see a DTE show with the bare naked ladies and toad the wet sprocket to see the gin blossoms? No, I love the <laughs> actually gin the way the way you put that. I was, yeah, no, that's not bad. That's fine. You, I love the gin blossoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I'm, you, I'm you, a you spun that the right way. If you had ended with bare naked ladies, the, gin blossoms are gin oh, blossoms God. are the heir apparent of the kind of the Tom Petty <laughs> sound to me. You know that's that, fucking like, yes. I hate to go back to Central again, but 98 Bare Naked Ladies, that fucking song was at every party we'd go to. If I had a million dollars. I cannot believe you just did that to me. I, I loathe that song. That song really popped did. up on some freaking documentary or something recently, and I was like, that's... Yeah, I don't understand how that's even a song. How is that, a, you know, how is that music? And also, I, why do so many people love it? I'll give them... I'll well, give a oh, fucking gin I blossoms. like the Bare Naked Ladies. I like the Bare Naked Ladies, but I don't like that song at all. I mean, Brian okay. Wilson, Brian yeah, Wilson is a brilliant song. That's I love Old Apartment. Old Apartment was a yeah. great pop okay. song. Okay, all right. So, yeah, all right. Pi- I just can't remember those songs. That's the only song I remember. Is I like what so, a gin blossom is, too. It's like a busted capillary. Yeah, it's when you got a yeah, pink like, red <laughs> nose because you're a drunkard. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's because you a... it's because you you're a Winston Churchill three martinis uh, an hour kind of guy. Bill Bonds. Yeah, yeah. Bill a Bill Bondsman. Oh yeah, Actually, that's my my Bill favorite Bondsman. Detroit band name is the Bill Bondsman. That's a that's great awesome. name. That is a great. Uh, name. Tell me when they come back and they start playing shows because <laughs> I gotta see that band. What about Tommy <laughs> Kilpatrick? Tommy Kilpatrick, yeah, that's another. Are you kidding? Oh yeah, that's. Yeah, don't forget Ted. They're both like August 14th. New Gen. Genius. New Gen. Terrible Ted. He's gonna be there. Okay. All right. Here. How about this? So, you go see a nude show. Let's go see the nude. That'd, in be, the nude. that'd be a good live recording. That'd we be like an Eric yeah. Andre thing. We can like have. Should, a, we should call, bring a Zoom recorder with us to a live show like that. It that'd should be called like Ted in the Nude. I'm sure he's done that already. Thank you, Scott. This is this is what you oh, call no, jangle. This is jangle pop. Jangle. Yeah. jangle pop. What does that mean? That's like the REM. Uh, Cold Wet Sprocket. Yeah, like, it does sound like uh, REM for sure. Like college, Our college rock. College rock plus REM plus like uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Petty. You know. Uh, what did you call this, Matt? Jangle pop. Jangle. Cool. I'm gonna immediately forget that. I'm gonna also. <laughs> I'm gonna have one part of my brain dedicated to remembering not to ever fucking store that in my brain. Well, let me let me just say that'll be the best. That'll be the best possible situation for me in this case. One of the great. If examples I have to learn of another sub genre of music. I swear to God. Hey, 
I got more show and tell here. Look, here it is. We used to cover the song in this great band right here. Five to six. Check it out. Look at this badass man. Basically the longest work day of all time. Five to six. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my uh, dad. That's my father on that side, and that's me on the other side. We're bookending it. Holding it. Are you slapping uh, the bass? I'm slapping the bass and I sang, yeah. We got a massive blare, but trying to do it. I've seen that band live uh, at least five or six times. <laughs> you did. Five, five, five two, six, six times. times. <laughs> I'm so white. Those are two stepsisters and then two other white guys we picked up along the way. I want to see that band play the Kaju Cafe on a Tuesday night. Oh, oh we would have done that. But we never would make it no, that far over. We played more Plymouth, Redford, Westland, you know, oh, yeah. places like that. Maybe, oh, maybe the Copper oh, Mug oh, out in Walled Lake. The parking lot outside of Wendy's on M59. We played the the last show I ever did, Luke was at, and Kristen was there too. Everybody was there. That's right. At the Lake Point Yacht Club in Livonia. I think it's Livonia. Hell of a way to go. There's there's no lake there, is there? There technically is, but it's not much of a lake at all. It's like like the Polish Yacht Club in Detroit. It's like (laughs) not on any body of water. Yeah, it should not be called the Yacht Club at all. It's just spelled differently. It's Y A H T. Y O T. Yeah, that was the last show we ever did. We called that whole right. I mean, that whole day was so dumb. There's things we can't even describe about that day that we did. We were 30. We we're almost 30. We we're 29 years old. And the whole ride there, we did Josh, 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 Josh. We were 29 oh, years old. Boy. So it's true. Man, Luke's, I'm so oh I'm not really ashamed of it, but Luke's probably does not want to admit that. <laughs> I'm so psyched to see some live music, and it could be the shittiest cover band. Actually, oh, you know, I I live by the Kaju Cafe, and they always have fucking great cover bands. Like they oh, have they're good cover bands, but they have the worst sound. That was the thing that not anymore ran into. Not okay. anymore. Okay. So I mean, it's been guy, a while now. It's been like two and a half years. So last year, right before the pandemic. This guy, John Rutherford, and uh, the guy who owns the Bronx Bar, I forget his name. John Rutherford's like Paul? the trombonist for Bob's. Yeah, Paul. Paul oh, and uh, and uh, John Rutherford bought the Cashew. And John's like the trombonist for Bob Seger's touring band. So he's like a legit guy. And they put a bunch of fucking money into the system and the stage. And stuff. Yes. Okay. That's what you should do, man. It's a great venue. It's an amazing space. So you definitely need to use that space. Wait, hold on. What about Danny? Real quick, is Danny? Well, eight there? miles high here. Well, this is from. The, I, I love the birds. Jangle pop. I, I love the birds. Pop and birds are the, the first time ever. The birds are the er. <laughs> the er text of Jangle Pop. That's yeah, most string Rickenbacker oh. guitar. Uh, let me so add, right let me ask this. you. There's, let me ask. So. Is there was there a definition for this type of music before somebody came up with Jangle Pop? Yeah, yeah, I this mean, it's called classic rock, by the way. Oh, it's it, called classic is, rock. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But it's that it's that twelve it string Rickenbacker, Roger McQueen. Actually, you know what it doesn't <laughs> kind of sound. You know that like that guitar. It's just uh, shit. Just gets too sophisticated. You know how these fucking music people. No, are, I, I these get, critics and shit. I do the same thing with movies, so I I, I appreciate it. I like it. I like plus and balls about it. Though. I'm not invested in this at all. It's got it's, it's a it's 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 like it. You got the Laurel Canyon sound here, and then it goes. I mean, to- I like it. I love. So I've I've always loved Jim Blossoms too, and I was I've always wondered like, does anyone else like Jim Blossoms? Is this a good band? No, it's a good band. It's funny. I picked Jim. I mean, I, just like I, I wanted. I should have picked Jim Blossoms for the CVS Rock. Yeah. Uh, 
Oh man, I heard that uh, at CVS. That was the last time I heard it. It was found out about you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, two week two weeks ago when I was at CVS, I was listening and I'm like, buying oh, some penicillin God. for a, this uh, is this is solid. I was like, this is pretty good for CVS. And I hung in CVS for an extra two We weeks. had a music CVS and I continued really, to shop. It's really good music. CVS place really good music. It's all the white. It's all white. The, the worst fucking customer artists. service ever. Pandemic has burned your brain. Uh, now you're hanging out at CVS for good music. <laughs> so this is who is this, Mike? This is the Stone Roses. Stone yeah. Roses. There you go. This is the, yeah. There's a lot of jangle, jangle, jangle pop. Lot of Stone Roses. Yeah, definitely. It's it's got? basically melodic syncopated guitar rock and roll. You know. Oh, okay. Well, that's simple. It's enough. a legit sub sub subgenre. This is, yeah, I've never heard of Jangle Pop, and this changed my life, so I'm really excited about this. Here oh. we go. Oh, somebody just said. Yeah. <laughs> What's so annoying about this stuff is, like, now I see what they mean, and I'm like, okay, I agree with this, but I'm so annoyed that there's another like subgenre yeah. I've never even heard of the that texture. I have to it's remember. Like a, it's a texture. It's its own fabric. Yes, yes. Luke. It does have, it does. It sounds like fabric to me. Go ahead. Luke, Luke you're on this text thread with uh, Petrucci and these guys. They just sent me. <laughs> Dave Petruzzi just said, I know Mike is a big Marky Post fan. He sent me. <laughs> oh, oh, man. She's so hot. She is one of my She's a favorites. fine woman. The fine oh, yeah, woman no. Right You're right. I'm on here, too. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. Hey, what do we have here? What, what, what's playing now? Quite a under. She's a gorgeous woman. Good boy. Uh, this is Another Sunny Day, and the title of the song is called You Should All Be Murdered. So Shut this up, is really? uh, we we did the we did the fundraiser for Elric. No, I like this. No, I like this uh, genre. <laughs> we did the fundraiser for Elric last week, and it was oh yeah, it, it was lightly attended. It was me, Scott, Francis, and I my cousin Scott one. Hagen, <laughs> and Nick Hagen, and Nick Hagen. Oh, hey, and, was uh, but what was cool was Elric. He took questions. He talked. You know, he was—he's an engaging guy. But what I like about Elric, uh, in addition to uh, his openness about politics, he, he on his podcast he does like this little bit of—he's a big new wave guy. He loves new wave music, big so to play a play a new wave song every time, every time. And uh, this is the kind of shit he likes. He's a big Smiths guy. He he used to throw this annual party in the neighborhood every summer where he had a Smith's cover band called How Soon Is Now that would play like on the roof of his back porch. <laughs> That's awesome. Really? Is he, does so he need, weird, the, he need a lot of local money to win? Like, he can win without money, can he? Well, that came up. He basically said, you know, a winning candidacy probably raises 75 grand. Huh. Which and... is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for a local office, but it's also not you know, you get a couple of big donors. You can, I think he's connected enough. He could raise it. A lot of that money's not going to be Detroit money. I guarantee you that. It's going to be Gross Point money or wherever else, you know. Like, I, when I was putting together my fundraiser list, I, I couldn't think of a lot of Detroiters who were going to give money. We raised like maybe a thousand bucks. A lot of phone, a lot of phone calls to to people like us. <laughs> it's, well, and and people like us are getting twenty five fifty. 
2550, you know? But, like, that's a big... That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to ask yeah. for, from somebody. That's and what do you get out of it? Yeah. No, it's a lot. Well, I think... I mean, yeah, that's, that's another thing. Yeah. What do you get out of it? It's tough. I mean, if you put in $5, should you expect the $10,000 buy-in that a richer person put in? Well, I'll be honest with you. What I get out of it compared to other people who don't live in the district is if he wins election, I have, you know, this is kind of a cynical view, but it's a realistic view. It's like I have access to a city councilman. I could call him and I could call him, you know. We're supposed to all be able to call him. All of us should have. Well, that's that's actually. Well, for people in our district, at least. That's that's kind of why I like Elric, because I think he's that kind of guy. Uh. I think I think he's the kind of guy who will take a call from anyone. Hmm. Give me his cell That's number, a, man. I will. Seven three. No, he's a three one three. Yeah. Three two two four. Well, actually, the reason I got involved with Elric was uh, a neighbor who I am friendly with, somebody we know in our softball league, was talking to Elric, and and I, and and he, El, he gave Elric my number, and Elric called me. You know, which I thought was cool. No one else where's is calling the, me. Where's the side gig? Hook it up, man. I could do I could do marketing. I could do Google. I could do Facebook. <laughs> you know what? You should talk. You should talk You're to need him. Some help. About, you should talk He's to him about micro targeting. Micro targeting is huge. Well, I'm not gonna. Well, I'll talk to him. But hey, uh, yeah. Is, you know, tomorrow's opening day. Is he gonna be out and about for opening yeah. day? Good question. Is he gonna be out there? I'm psyched. I mean. Oh, is he no. going to go out there or no? Is that crazy talk? Maybe go Probably not. Spread the word. Well, what do we hey. care if he goes out there? Is anyone well, else going out there? Here, here's the thing. Are any other so people going def- out there? Fucking def- you know they are. It's going to be cold as fuck tomorrow, too, by the way. 24 so degrees tonight. Michigan oh. is the, of course, opening day, man. It's opening day weather. It was 73 to get yep. two days yep. ago. I was out here in yep. a t-shirt and shorts. And 30 boots. degrees. 24 hours ago. <laughs> now 30 degrees. Yep. And then it's going to be like warm two days later. Yep. Yeah. Hey, this yeah. is good news for your fantasy teams, though, folks. Make sure you start the pitchers in Detroit, Cleveland, and Detroit. Start Matt Boyd. I would actually start him. Be, you know how it is, Luke. Hitting that cold weather is no fun. Oh, my God. Hitting that cold weather is no fun, but it almost makes me want to start batters against pitchers in Detroit. I don't know, it's man. Also hard. It's, it's also really terrible to throw in the cold. You, you, want, to st- you want to start your worst? It's terrible. You want to start your worst pitchers in fantasy baseball in northern climes in April. Okay, right? so the advantage so the advantage is to the hitters in the cold weather. Advantage is always but to the pitcher in the first Is that month, what you're right? telling me? You know, Matt Boyd lives here. He he knows this climate. So That's what I'm saying. Advantage, advantage to the pitcher in the oh, first okay. month in the cold climate, right? Yeah, always. Matt, Plus Matt they Boyd they not his first opening day. Also, advantage advantage to the pitcher in the first month of baseball period because not everybody's got the book on the pitcher yet. There's not a big scouting report on him yet, right? Boyd? That is part. I mean, that's they, part they know of, everything they well, know about Boyd. Boyd's been around a long time. Yeah, so Boyd's gonna. Get I went. I went and saw Boyd like yep. two years ago. I went and saw Boyd do a rehab uh, start in Toledo and get like like pitch six brilliant innings and then just get just get shellacked by like the eerie wolf or whoever they were fucking playing sorry oh, hear about that. Did, I get a, did I get a head shake <laughs> got a fucking head shake yeah, yeah, that's a damn shame I'll tell you this 
It's going to be cold. There's going to be people shit-faced. There's going to be a super spur event for sure. Will Hockey yeah. Town Cafe be open? Yeah. Yeah, Will yeah. Be open? Yeah. 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 And all those places down the way, Neos or Nemos and all the shuttle buses, people will be jumping into those shuttle buses, all super spreading. It's just so dumb. Well, now, a lot of people have been vaccinated at this point. Yeah, well, they can have the virus and then give it to others who don't know they they have it. They can. They can. It's not going to be as bad, but it is going to be a super spreader event as much as it can be. I went into the office on St. Patrick's Day because I had to do some some shit there. And I was like, all right, I'm going down to the high grade deli to get corned beef sandwiches. Who wants one? Yeah. And I and I did like a oh, yeah, I did like an office order of, of corned beef. There was like four people there and I got everybody a corned beef. But I drove through Michigan Avenue. I drove through Corktown on uh, on uh, St. Patty's Day. And I was just like blown away by the insane white people just being stupid fucking white people at the bar doing St. Patrick's St. Patrick's Day is the biggest white person holiday that ever was. Well, you just you just didn't go to the other side of town. That's where all the black people are outside going crazy too. So you just you gotta well, go to the actually, one side of funny. town or the other. At high grade it was high grade's kind of a mixed crowd and there and like there were like black people in green St. Patrick's Day gear. Oh, However yeah. But you like looked inside a McShane's and Nemo's, and it was like fucking asses to elbows. Just well, McShane's that might as well be called fucking St. Mark's Church. I mean, people just drove down. It's called Hoots. It's not called McShane's. People just got on that on the lodge and on the Southfield freeway. Have you ever been into? Have you ever been into McShane's? Uh, Oh yeah. Looked up. It's like the Sistine Chapel up there. It's painted. It's depicting uh, the great battles of biblical times. Hoots. You're just missing out, man. You, you know, Mick Shane's, that's a cathedral. I was going to say, I, I, haven't looked, uh, I haven't looked One over day, the plate of nachos that I've been why, burying my drunken I love face Irish in. Catholics because one day a year they worship. Yeah, you don't wear orange on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh. I just wear what everybody that go in church tells me to wear. Of course. That's great. Follow the herd. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is from, literally, I'm drinking a Guinness from our uh, celebration of the the Saints, uh, St. Patrick, of course. Oh, one other thing about baseball. It was necessary. It was necessary. One other thing about baseball, they're they're wedging in the DH before tomorrow as well. They're going (laughs) to wedge in the National League DH, it looks like. It's not official. Really? It looks like. Really? Yeah, they're. Of course they Wait, why, why is this a really big deal? Hold on. Mike, can you can you please turn down the volume of the song just a little bit? Just a little bit. I'm not. Thank you. You don't love the pretender, man? <laughs> no, I did. It's not that. I just I can't hear. It's a, it's a little much. Uh, is this anyways. on the Jangle Pack? Is this on the Jangle Yeah, we're still on the. This is yeah. the Jangle playlist all night long. Jangle Pack. <laughs> Isn't it? Man? Hey, man. You found it. It's, it's so. It's a, Yes, the word is that they're they're probably going to give in. It could happen like right before tip off, tip off, fucking first pitch tomorrow. <laughs> um, but before tip off, you Darvish came out today and said uh, he he hates hitting more than anything, and he's very confident that MLB and the MLBPA will come to terms before tomorrow's first game on the DH being approved. Yeah. And all they got to do is it doesn't change anything. The rosters are set, so they'll just put a bench guy in the DH spot. How many how many times do you think a pitcher has like gone out there and like just 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 you know like 
you know, dreams swung at a pitch and just pulled something that they're not used to using. You know, that's I mean, just what happened you, with Zach Gallen. Never, he got the oh, crack really? in his. He did it swinging a bat last week. He cracked his forearm swinging it's a bat. Cracked his forearm. I still don't know how that happened. Uh, did he have weird right. brittle bones he probably, and like no, he swung he, he and it just cracked? Had, it's possibly a hairline fracture or something. It just like made it worse. It's what but, it is. It's not a full. But fracture. like, but we went out. Uh, we went out and did softball practice two two weeks ago, and I was sore for three straight days. Now, if you're a pitcher, and your whole regiment is being a pitcher, and then you have to go out there in a high leverage situation and swing a bat at like an eighty five to a ninety mile hour fastball. Mm-hmm. That's just crazy. I can't believe so you just got to work on that. Any bunt, of them man. swing. Got to work on that. That's, playing that's that the other bunt. thing. Do you, do you know? You know what they tell you when somebody uh, squares up too early is you throw the ball right at their face. That's what they <laughs> tell you. So, okay, one pitcher is probably not going to do that to another pitcher. I'm sure it's happened, but probably not often. But it's still, uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's a useless. It is an, an entirely useless motion that everyone goes through for tradition. It's not 1935, you know. It's not Babe Ruth. These people cannot. I don't know. Hit. I mean, so yeah. some of them can, whatever. But but 99 percent of all pitchers should not what, be uh, at the batter's uh, box at all, ever. What what Major League Baseball needs, and I forget the guy who came out of Japan. Oh, is, But yeah, they we need the guy who pitches once every five games. And then, like, DH is every other start. That's the guy we need. We need that super stud athlete. That's going to make baseball relevant again. Dude, what kind of a super stud are you talking about? This is a, They're out there, a man. fictional creature. No, there's great okay, athletes fine. out they're, there, man. They're out there, but you're talking about five athletes in the entire planet that could do what you just said? It, at the professional know, level, it, in the MLB, in the MLB. Uh, yeah, I don't on. know. This is, this is like, this is the same thing I was listening to today. We, uh, we, our company won a big award for our industry, and that's great. But the one of the things that like really piqued my interest is the way the guy kind of framed it was that this is great. We have learned how to extract all the talent we possibly can out of this company. And it makes me think of exactly how all this type of uh, acceleration works in in labor for all sorts of different industries. So you have a pitcher now who's throwing 100 miles an hour when he's 22 years old, and that and a human elbow can only handle so much torque. And like all of a sudden, people's tendons are blowing out, and they're blowing out with such regular consistency that you can basically predict it depending on how hard they throw. Now you have now we have a, a need to what like stress these people further and also put them in a batter's box. I mean, what if they just get hit in the eye socket? They're not used to dodging. They're not used to dodging fastballs, dude. Like an okay, inside fastball that. is not easy to dodge. So you hit it. You hit you Darvish in the eye socket because he's not used to dodging a hundred mile an hour fastball. That seems pretty. That seems like a huge liability. A huge liability, given how much money they give these guys for like one start every five days. Dude, the it's this, it's no different than them them stepping on the hill, man. The yes, minute you is. climb the hill, it's you're much you're, different. You're at risk. It's much different, dude. Every throw is a risk. 
Every throw is a risk, but to be expected to Got pitch times of and of freedom flashing here, Bob Dylan song. To be expected to pitch and to hit chimes of freedom. There just aren't enough opportunities to be good at the hitting parts and not make it a, a real liability. Well, you mentioned you mentioned you Darvish. It's funny. I, we have well, Mike. Mike Derek, did. I I just used his example. Derek Holland is on the Tigers now. Yeah, he is. Dutch oven, dude. Holy crap, man! Derek Holland was like the the X factor I had in my like fantasy baseball team like ten years ago. I, I just remember those Texas Rangers water. teams. Those Texas Ranger teams destroying the Tigers. Tiger killers, yep. man. Oh, that was the team, wasn't it? That was Nelson Cruz. They hit like uh, I mean, Nelson Cruz team home runs Tiger in three days. There's a lot of Tiger killers out there, man. But uh, the that Texas Rangers, they they owned us yeah. for a while there. No, Derek was, Collins only thirty four. Yeah, or he's older. Oh, he's young. He's got the awesome like, gets, like the dirt stash. Let's hope he gets crafty out there with that 34-year-old thing I love. Like, great pitcher will reinvent themselves. You know, like, learn to pitch. Learn to throw some different pitches. That's the thing about baseball. I'm hoping we we see, like, some innovation in terms of pitch mixing. Like, it's become such a power game. Uh, Like, it's about overpowering hitters. I look to see guys who, like, got some fucking cleverness, some trickery, you know? Some trickery. Yeah, who, who, who's got? Like who's that. got? Hey, we need someone to bring a some trickery. Into a baseball. Like, like the guy, the guy yeah. who can like, the guy who can quick pitch you, who can change cadence, who can like change oh speeds twenty five miles a, an he hour. He wants to pull the old hidden ball trick. That's what he wants. Yeah, I love that. That was more more Daisy, more cross toss. Yeah, Mickey pulled that off once. He did that, didn't he? Yeah. That shit's great. That's that. That's gonna make the baseball. That's Dude, gonna the make thing the game that makes baseball, baseball the most fun is baseball grab ass. That's the greatest thing ever hey, in sports. Is baseball grab ass. Somebody setting someone's shoe on fire before they have to go up to bat in the World Series. Come on, you can't be bad. Yeah, and high Mickey's leverage situation. This guy's whole career depends on it. I'm gonna burn. He loves sport. grab ass. That's why he's <laughs> playing more first base this year. AJ Hinch said that. He said, Mickey plays so much grab ass. I want to get that more involved in our team. And he's got to play first base to get more involved in the grab I, ass. I'm completely involved. I'm completely bought into that managerial philosophy. I'm all about AJ yeah. Hinch. I'm all about grab ass. Let's yeah. do it. Let's just but win, this, baby. Not to be confused with the red yeah. ass. That's different. Mickey is going to hit up. 500 this year and 3,000, man. That sounds um, awesome. No, 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 no. I avoided did, him at every single baseball draft this year. I didn't he's, even touch he's him. He's definitely not going to. <laughs> he's going to get he's 500. Done, what? Because he only needs 13 home runs for 500, I believe. So he'll hit that, but he's not going to get the 3,000. Oh, how, how many hits does he need? Okay. How many hits does he need for 3,000? Never mind. I want to say it's like 160 something. That's a lot. I could double check that. How many people are on that list? 500 homers. Not a lot. Well, no one's no one's achieved that milestone in the same year. You talking Before. Reuters or non-Reuters? I don't know. I mean, no, you gotta asterisk all those people. No, don't ask. Yeah, he's no, at it's... he's at twenty-eight hundred and sixty-six hits. He needs one hundred and forty-four hits. That's a lot of hits. One hundred thirty-four, right? His... Oh yeah, Matt, Matt just rain man yeah. that math on you. That was hilarious. He's still, <laughs> he's still not gonna get. Okay, well, let's play this game. When's the last time Miggy had one hundred thirty-four hits in a season? Uh, yeah, two thousand seventeen, fifteen, four. I'll take the I'll take the older. Four. 2016. 
2019. He did 130. Hmm. That's yesterday, baby. That is yesterday. 139 in 2019. Yeah. Did you ask that question before, like looking it up? No, uh, I was. It seemed I a little weird. It seemed it. like you were just as surprised <laughs> as I was. <laughs> to find that out. So I'm convinced yeah. he's going to do it. He's going to do both. He hit uh, 282 that year, and that was playing in 136 games. So yeah, I guess that's possible. You're right. I'll take it back. If, if he stays healthy, he'll do that. If he if he's if he's not on the IR list. I take it all back. Why hasn't this guy I, I do not understand these I understand when somebody like uh like Ryan Reynolds disappears and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's like freaking jacked and he's muscles everywhere, Brad Pitt, people like that. They've got they can pay they can pay for nutritionists, they got chefs, all that stuff. What I don't understand is somebody who's got all that it is it behooves him to take advantage of that. Yet he shows up every year, like increasingly large. You know, that's, like me, that's what I want. Like me showing up to my softball team every year. That's why I love baseball. <laughs> it's softball. By the way, Luke, there's 27 guys all time, 500 home runs. That's pretty fucking impressive. In a hundred, how many years in this sport? Anybody guess the last guy who, who crossed that threshold? Oh uh, yes, 500 Albert Pujols. I was gonna say Pujols. Hold on. Uh, uh, actually, is it Pujols? Pujols? I'll guess something else. Was it Pujols? No. Shake your head. Yes, no, 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 no. Let, uh, I'm gonna throw a guess in there real quick. Um, Republican scumbag. Nelson Cruz. There's no need to guess. Ooh. It was Pujols. Yeah, Pujols is the last guy. Damn. Okay. That, okay. Nelson Cruz is not. Nelson Cruz is in the 400 still, I believe. What about uh, Chris Davis? How many home runs does he have? He's only Remember got that one season. 300 something. <laughs> Dude. 300 something. How Orioles. many seasons? How many seasons under the Mendoza line is that motherfucker at? That's a good question. That's very he has had like four straight seasons where he didn't hit like uh, was it 180, 178? Silly Nelson, question. Is Pujols Nelson Cruz is, is at still in four seventeen? Yeah, Pujols. This is his final year. This is the farewell year. He's doing the farewell tour. Good. So. See you later, man. Jesus. Get out. Great any player. chance in hell? Love, love, love any Albert chance Pujols. in hell? Any is he chance in hell? He can get to seven hundred. Can he get to 700 home runs, guys? He's got 662. Who holds? 662? That's a lot of fucking homers. He can't retire. I, I just think of that uh, Trump clip that they play on Drew Muck. Drew Muck, that's a lot of homers. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play baseball when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, I love that Billy Bob clip. Love baseball when I was a kid. No, you, no, Luke, he's announced this is his final year. He has said that. But so if he doesn't gonna, hit 700 home runs, I mean, come on. You got to come back would, for one more year. One more year. Yeah, but the I question mean, is who would have him? He'd be 41-year-old There's tons of teams. Tons of teams that would let him get his uh, let him get his token, and then he could retire in the middle of the season. He doesn't have to play the whole year. He has, a lot, he has a lot of pride, though. He does. He's not playing good anymore. And I think this was the last year that mega contract he signed when he left St. Louis back in 2011. This was like the 12- or 10-year deal. Yeah, so for, he's not playing good anymore, so you think he's got to hit 38 home runs. <laughs> Mm-mm. No way in hell. I'll take the uh, I'll take the under on that. I just don't think he's the guy. He's not that kind of guy necessarily. He knows he sucks now, and this is a good way to wrap it up. But we'll see. I bet yeah, he'd right, get twenty. Maybe. He'll hit twenty. He's hit. <laughs> he's going to be so painfully what he hit close last to year. What he hit last I cannot year. imagine him not uh, playing next year. Last year doesn't count because it was the bozo season. But the last full season, twenty nineteen, he hit twenty three home runs. The year before that, Ooh, nineteen. He got 23- robbed. He- 
23. Those are the last three full seasons. He really has does not have that power anymore. Like the 40 home run power. Man, he used to just like barely, he barely would swing at something and he would just fucking hit it over the it would like he was hitting a fucking tic tac. I don't know what it was about the way he stood there and the way he swung. He was a roid master. The fucking roid master of all. He Roy had Masters. to be a roid master, right? Because yeah. this is why. This guy but why is, really is he still here and Mark McGuire's gone? Well, because he's really old. I mean <laughs> Mark McGuire's like what, fifty something now? Isn't Bullholes fifty something? He's probably forty two. <laughs> He's 41? He? I think he's 41. No idea, 40. man. Pujols has been playing baseball since I was an infant. <laughs> yes, he's 41 <laughs> years old. He, he just turned 41 in January. So he's born Same January age as Ryan Gosling. Exactly. Same age as me and you almost, Luke. He was born January 1980. But You guys can still be in the league, Albert you Pujols is the same age as... Hey, I am still in the league. Don't Do you know he, he holds the all-time record for most ground... <laughs> He holds the all-time record. I think this is accurate for most grounded into double plays, like the major league record. Are you kidding? Well, That's he, perfect. He's, of slight, he's of slightly ahead he of Miguel Cabrera. Three ninety-nine. Yeah. Three hundred ninety-nine. He hits one more. He's going to do it this year. He's going to hit four hundred. And he'll be the he'll be the holder of the title. He already is forever. the holder. He's just adding on. He'll hit four hundred though. Congratulations! Four hundred into grounded into double plays. Woohoo! Man, fucking A Rod almost had seven hundred bombs. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was close. Uh, he had issues. Uh, talk about a, a real roid master, though. Jesus. But I wanted to make this point about Pujols. We can't so, celebrate these dipshits. This is ridiculous. Pujols, yeah. can't celebrate Pujols these roid, roided out no, I, yeah. no, I'm with you. I'm with you. They but suck. Pujols has had one of the weirdest careers ever. Because like you said, Luke, he was so good. The first 10 years. Insane. He, yeah. He never, he never, right from the get-go, no, like, bozo rookie season. Look, right out the gate, 161 games played, he hit 329. That's crazy. And oh, then, my God. And then he kept doing that for 10 years until 2011 yeah. when he yeah. finally hit 299 for the first I, time. But now his career batting average is 299. It's fallen that far. That's how bad he's been the last 10 years. A, a career batting average of 299 is still insane. No, but where he was, this is relative. This matters. Because he, he won a batting title hitting 359 in a full season in 2004. Oh, my God. Yeah. So in that year, remember, he, had you guys like, remember uh, that? he had 40 home runs, too, didn't he? How about yeah. that Miguel triple crown year? Was that yeah, not that the crazy. best? That would have been the nice if they won the World Series. Yeah, it would have been, been yeah, way that nicer. Been that. But I remember watching that last game of the season, and Trout and uh, and Trout sat because they were going to the playoffs or whatever. I think, if I'm not mistaken, no, Trout didn't, didn't play that not game. Not that year. You're probably oh, right. I they didn't go to the playoffs that year. But he probably sat out. Well, that was the thing. He didn't have the opportunity to have his like three extra at-bats, and they were that close. I mean, that was crazy, though. Or maybe he did. I can't. <laughs> That's funny. I, I appreciate that you, you admit that. It's possible you don't remember. So. I I would like to remember. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that more often. I would Does really like remember? to remember this. But Does anyone remember yeah. the? Oh, it's like every every incident in my life. I just wish I remembered it. I don't know. Can you remember the line? His triple crown line. Within a couple points. Home runs, RBIs, batting average. Ooh, three twenty-four. Uh, 38 home runs. Uh, you said home runs, RBI's batting average. 38 126. Home runs, uh, 120. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to say 129. 
I'm saying 38, 129, and 324. Yeah, 324 is close. Maybe the over on 324, barely. Yeah, uh, 326. 40, 42 home runs and 131 RBIs. Shit, he might be at like 140 RBIs. Scott got closer on all those. You're right. 44 home runs. Ah, 44. 139 ribbies. 139 ribbies and a 330 batting average. 330. That's that's fucking sexy. Yeah, that's legit. Oh, wait. I think it was uh, Trout had another at-bat or something and he sat. And he could have. They were tied at 43 home runs, if I'm not mistaken. And then... Barra got forty-four. Ah, uh, there's a there's a story there. Somebody look that up and remind me later. Hey, uh, you All remember right. that one time that one guy uh, in 2012, Mike Trout? Uh, he had yeah, he's not really close to any of his stats in 2012. No offense. Thirty home runs, eighty-three RBIs. That's it. <laughs> But a 326 batting average. Boy, he he hit a lot of solo home runs. So he was huh? close. So batting average, he was close. 326 in batting average. So, but that's so yeah, I don't know. All right, I think I have I have to wrap this up, gentlemen. <laughs> All yeah, right. great. Oh, thank God. I gotta go too. I was waiting for this to end. I got shit to do. <laughs> oh, you were? Uh, oh, that's that's nice. <laughs> I think that no, would I be stayed. if, if we had a listener. Stuff. If we had a listener, I would assume that's what they would be thinking as well. No, they were long gone. They were long they're just, gone. They're just like Jesus. they actually left. You know oh, what? I'm hey, going to hang in here. I gotta. I gotta hear this whole thing. I gotta. I gotta shout out my friend. I don't know if I did this last week. My buddy who lives in Anchorage, Alaska, is, is fucking listens to like has listened to every second of every one of our fucking podcasts. Danny what? Bennett, my boy Danny, Danny Bennett, Danny, Danny boy. Bennett. Now, now owns Barclays yes! Podcast. We get a little uh, <laughs> Danny no, Boy on Spotify. I'm going to go a step further and plug his book. He wrote a book. He has a book. He published a book called Strain of Discourse, which Strain is the 30, yeah, 30 best NBA players of all time. He's like a nuclear NBA nerd. He's he's great. Wow. What? Yeah, Danny Danny Bennett is our biggest fan. I, that, I'm well. I'm submitting that until I hear otherwise. Uh, okay, no, no, we're just gonna assume that because we need a fan. <laughs> we need a one. Yep, DB, our boy Danny B. Train of Discourse. Send us, send us the link. We'll all book. Yeah, I bought a copy of his book. I'm gonna. It's <laughs> a to say, I got it. I found it. I found <laughs> this it. Danny boy is hitting so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, D, in Alaska. Hell yeah, Danny Ben in Alaska. Probably interrupting his dinner. What a good man. So he wrote a book about an NBA. Cool. I'll check that out. That's interesting. Yeah, hey, Danny, we hope you enjoy the show. Don't forget, Danny, if you want to break the seal and be the first one to ever do it, you could email us. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. Take a chance, you know? Tell us or about call, your book. Uh, promote it actually, da- Danny, call so seven, you know, three, we, we never know. <laughs> no, Danny, just so you know, we, we never know what we're going to talk about when the show starts. So this is your chance, man. Just... You could curate an entire episode. Yeah, we might. We, we really might have to talk about more getting than, them on. Uh, you know, talk all oh, yeah. things. We'll have Alaska our first guest. And, uh, yeah, writing. I would love to hear about Alaska. And, uh, Does he have an yeah. internet capability that's decent? Yeah, do they have that up there? 
Dude, he's I think, got a, he, I he's think got a they do have Amazon. internet out there. He's a profile. No, on but Amazon. like, no, 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 no. Not do they this. have internet. Is it good internet though? Like streaming quality. Yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, Anchorage is a is a thing. I mean, we text, uh, we text all the time lately, so it's great. There's still a Matt. Di- there's still a difference we- between a text and streaming something. I feel like you need more bandwidth. I, he's he's good. <laughs> no, he's he's fine. He's he's got it. I'll I'll, I'll text him and ask him. I feel like I'm not making sense here. The internet. Keep asking about streaming. Okay. You're okay. telling me about text messaging. Yeah, I, I video. That that's a you need more thing. buffering. What happened to buffering? Do we still have buffering? Is that still a thing? <laughs> All right. Thanks, Danny. Thanks to everybody listening for the two hours and seven minutes that we did here. It flew by. It really did. We covered a lot of ground. We'd like to thank you for your time, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Is It Safe podcast. You are now free to power down and take a nap. Good night. Good night.